Welcome back guys to Bald as a Fact. I'm Ryan Rotego. I'm Brett English. This is episode number five. And we've got an esteemed guest here with us tonight. We've got our good friend, Sarush Haidazada. He's pretty much my barefoot naturopath, counselor and therapist when I'm in need. So I brought him in here today to share some of his great wisdom with you all. Right, man. It's been a long awesome. time, yeah. but I'm glad to have you here, Sarush. I'm glad you took the time to come down yeah. and uh, share some of your wisdom with us, dude. Thank you. I'm, just, I'm grateful to be here. I'm grateful for the platform that you guys set up for for any guest speakers or anything like that. Mm -hmm. Just to, to yarn and, and express themselves and any wisdom or any life experiences that anyone wants to share. And, mm. and you, you don't know how it's going to affect um, the viewer that's watching it. Yeah, yeah. 100%, man. Yeah, we're very blessed to have you. So, yeah, um, Sarush, so I hear that you do um, work with, like, juices. So tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, um, <clears throat> well, let me give you a little backstory of that. Yes, please. So, uh, growing up in my household, my mom, my dad, my two brothers, we always kind of grew up in a health-conscious you know, a household where we we looked at different things, fruits, vegetables, how to live in harmony with nature. Mm. And my mom instilled that within me, my dad instilled that within me. She was a mathematician, my mom was a pharmacologist. Damn. Oh no, my mom was a pharmacologist, no, my mom was a mathematician and my dad was a pharmacologist. Oh wow, so I didn't know that dude. Yeah, that's, yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. And, and uh, what do you say, a pharmacist? A yeah, pharmacologist. pharmacologist, so yeah, yeah. different medicines and so I kind of, I, I had that upbringing um, and when my mum, she went through cancer, I, I had to look into different ways to how to heal the body, mm. understand the body, how it works. Um, and that's been my journey up until this moment. Nice. Um, that was that was like my, my purpose in a way, where, mm. I, where it was like something sparked within me. I knew there was deeper layers within what the medical industry were talking about, the pharmaceutical industry were talking about, and just general society and how they had their views and perspectives on medicine mm. um, and yeah, nutrition and lifestyle and how to amplify and, and yeah you know, how this, this thing works and what we need, what, what are the building blocks for this thing to work as well. Mm. And so the juices were one aspect of that. And I used to, my mom used to make me grape juice, you know, for example, which has properties for, like, cleansing properties for your, your liver and your, gall, your gallbladder. You mean like wine, like grape juice? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Gra like grape juice. Some of the finest wine you bought for us tonight. Yeah, yeah. bought some organic wine here just to loosen everything up. Nice, yeah. nice, um, nice. And yeah, so the juices came in later on where I created my own brand called Aura Cold Press Juices. Yeah. Mm. And I used to juice for myself every day, carrot, beetroot, ginger, all types of roots, root vegetables, green vegetables, fruits and kind of bring it all together and you know see the properties and benefits of each fruit and vegetable combine it with other ones to amplify you know certain things that i wanted to do whether it was detoxing whether it was building um mm. and so yeah at that 
that kind of led me to build that passion project of Aura Cold Press Juices. That's true. Well, I was, I was one of your avid customers. <laughs> you know what I mean? But I don't think you did cold pressed. Yeah. So when it comes to cold press, is there like a difference between juices where cold press is like, yeah. Is it better for you? Is that cold press means that the RPMs that you use, which is like the rev per minutes on mm. your uh, juicer. I mean, usually we use our teeth to juice things, you know, because yeah. we, we masticate everything. So it was a masticating juicer. Mm. And so if you don't chew your food and liquefy it, your, your digestion, is, it starts from your mouth. And that's, that's where everything starts. You got enzyme productions that, you know, you mix it with the saliva, you, you enter it your, your field, and then it gets absorbed much faster. Most people just mm. gulp their food, you know? Because is, is there a reason behind the gulp? You know what I mean? Because sometimes like, I can't the consciousness when I'm eating, I'm like, holy yeah. shit, man, I'm not even breathing, bro. I'm just like shoving this shit in my mouth. Like, so you meant to be able to take a few more bites. Yeah. That's, so that, what's the cause of that? I would say not being present with your food. Mm. Um, also being in a fight and flight mode as well, where you're in a sympathetic nervous system mm. state, which is you're, you're running away from a tiger pretty much. You know, most people just want to hurry up and shove the food down their mouth, not knowing that the food is medicine. Mm. And it, survival mode. Yeah. yeah. And your, your body kind of reacts to it in that way. And it, it should be more of a, when you're eating, eating food, you're getting ready for dinner, whether that's a juice, whether that's a salad, whatever you're going to eat, um, being present with it. It's like a meditation. You, you take mm. it all in. You smell the food because that creates enzymes. Enzymes are uh, like uh, taxi drivers that transport different nutrients into your cells mm. and they break down old stuff. So they go into your, your blood, your organs, your glands, and they start breaking down things within your body. Just from smelling the food? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. I didn't know that. You smell the food. You, you, even, you can even thank the food as well. And that, that could be a meditation process for you while you're, it's a ceremony, you know? That's true, man. It's um, like gratitude as well. Yeah. yeah. Mm. And then you, then you take it in. But there could be numerous reasons for that. There, you know, it could be from your, your upbringing, whether you had to, you know, your parents told you to hurry up, like we, you have to go to school, you know, so you have to eat your food really fast. So you're in that automatic, automatic place or stage. And everything is an automatic, like you, you don't really, it's like food is like secondary and mm. you have to go to where you need to go. Like you know? You've really broken down a lot of um, principles behind a, a common meal. Like yeah, like, yeah. It's almost like this amazing like path to enlightenment, one <laughs> meal at a time, you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, that's I mean, true. If, yeah. if you can control your eating, like, yeah. I mean, you control your life, because that's, yeah. as you said, it's like fight or flight, running out the door, all this yeah. sort of stuff. Yeah, it is a it is a meditation. It's like making love to your food, mm. you know, like nice warm apple pie. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> isn't that a American pie movie? Yeah, 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 I was thinking that as well. <laughs> Literally making love to your food. Yeah. <laughs> I'm about to make love to this wine, man. So. This, this is the first time I've ever had this. You want to tell us about this? Yes. Yeah, so Your choice is, of wine? This is an organic wine. Um, mm. Organic is... It, they, they, they don't use any chemicals like different types of preservatives and additives and things to, to, to keep the, the long 
shelf of the food. Yeah, it's um, the shelf life of the, the food. Shelf life, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That is beautiful. Everything, everything breaks down over time. If, if the food doesn't break down over time, it's going to get stored within yourself. Mm. And then you have to... It's poison. Yeah, it's poison. It gets stored there. It's become stagnant. Yeah. You know, everything has to flow. So... Oh, I didn't actually drink this. Here's cheers yeah. to through. Yeah, yeah, cheers. Yeah. Bringing us this wine, man. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> what you do is you spin it mm. because there's oxygen, oxygen that actually hits the wine and it starts to immerse all these different chemicals within oh, wow. the wine. Oh, okay, so that's why they spin wine. It's not just a cliche thing. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. No, 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 you spin it. <laughs> it's you, yeah, yeah, it's a chemical reaction that happens um, and it immerses all these different botanical smells from it. Mm. So, just adding to that, boys, you should hold the stem so your hands don't prematurely cool the mm. liquid. I didn't know <laughs> that. <laughs> what did you become a white connoisseur, bro? <laughs> Look, man, I, I, to be honest, it was just my parents, you know, my dad used to drink a lot of wine and he used to be like, hold it like this. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is like you're fine, guys. My last name is English. That is true. Here we go. And you smell it, and then you take a little gulp. Hits your palate and goes down oh, wow, okay. into meditation. It's like yeah. a it's like a ritual. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Mm. It's very you're very present while you're you're um you're, drink, nice, you're yeah. drinking it. Yeah, it's not as sharp. Yeah, as it normally it's just a, it's a nice pungent. Mm. I, I quite enjoy that. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. The, the juices, um, that was one aspect of, of a, f a physical health that I was immersing uh, within myself. And I knew, I knew that I was getting energy from, from having a liter of juice every day. Yeah. So that would be, that would be my, um, my tonic for one of the days, mm. where it was like, wake up, drink water, put some lemon inside of it. And then the next thing would be go outside get some sunlight, put my feet into the, the ground. There's uh, negative electrons or posit no, positive electrons that come from the ground and that actually disperses the negative, negative buildup that you have within yourself. Mm. Um, free radical damage, a whole bunch of things. Uh, nervous, nervousness, tension that can run through the body. So you put your feet into the ground and you immerse yourself with the, with the earth get sunlight on your whole body, including your genitalia, all that, yeah. you know, yeah. uh, I would do all of that. It's a rare occasion, man. It's yeah. like a nude beach. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it just immerse myself and just connect with um, the energies in the sun because it has so many properties, some that we are aware of, some that we're not aware of. Um, and then start doing some breath work. So I would start my day from light to, to dense. Yeah, and it would be breathing first because breathing should be the basis of the food pyramid. You know, yeah. Instead of um, what's the standard uh, standard American diet or standard like a, di a diet coke? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll take a diet coke. Yeah. I'm that big Mac. Yeah. You wake up, you have whatever you eat. You know, bread, cereal, or something like that. That they usually tell us to to eat. Um, so I. I reflected on certain things that I was doing and I was like, you know what, like, I need to start breathing. So I started doing my breath work practices in the morning, having liquids after because it's the, the next step of the density. 
and then the juices came in after that which was a bit more dense mm. and the juices just gets into your body assimilates really fast and then you don't have any residue that's left over as well so you yeah. can el eliminate it much faster okay and so you get that nutrition that you need and your cells start to activate and and the light will start entering the cells mm. from the vitamins and minerals that you have in the juices and so you just feel energized ready to go you don't need a coffee you know coffee uh, I, I have it but you don't you don't really need it if you if you need it after the juice then that that's fine but it depends on each person because yeah. we all have you know our bio individuality yeah um so we have to listen to our own bodies i have to listen mm -hmm. to my own body and just trust it and be okay well i need to breathe i, I knew that there was stuff going on in my stomach that i wanted to eliminate and that was part of the process feels like part of a detox yeah, yeah. So when it comes to things like undigested food and all that sort of feels like well, what are the best ways for someone to actually really detox to improve you know their health to cleanse out their gut because the biggest thing is like ibs leaky gut yeah all this kind of stuff is yeah. like rampant you know what i mean yeah, yeah. so what, what's the best way someone could actually properly cleanse like a nice little package to sum it up you know yeah on, and quickly on a on a, <laughs> on a on a on a physical level yeah you would do things like breath work to calm your nervous system down because uh, when your nervous system's jacked up and you're just anxious in your fight and flight mode, mm. your, your, your gut will react to that because there's nerves that come from our brain all the way to our gut. Mm. And so if, if the brain is all over the place and you're just nervous and afraid or whatever's going on within you, you're not gonna absorb any of the food. You're, yeah, yeah. you're gonna be stressed, you're gonna be, all your, all your blood's going from the bottom. Oh. <laughs> 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 my class looks like I'm a beast. He's an yeah, insightful he man. Yeah. I kind of want to do the toad to see what it's like. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What is that toad called? Um, Boget? No, no, no. What the fuck? What's Boget? I thought of like half the word and it deleted from my memory. <laughs> and DMT, I'm pretty sure he had some DMT as yeah. well. Mushroom yeah. DMT, he had everything. He, yeah. he had some flying experiences where oh, really? he, um, he met God. Oh, damn. That's, that's probably how he became so peaceful. <laughs> <laughs> all right, right. We're to come back into the segment because what I what I wanted to ask, uh, what I wanted to ask Sarush was, yeah, is um, the process of like an actual detox to remove all of that sort of undigested crap that causes IBS and leaky gut and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, what would be like a somewhat of a, a quick, simple system for someone to do to, to get that proper detox out mm. to repair their microbiome water like having uh, having access to fresh pure water and not just tap water you know you can you can drink that and it's yeah there's there's too much going on in tap water it doesn't it doesn't mimic the same uh, intelligence that nature has provided us where it goes through the stream and it vortexes mm. um, and and there's obviously no contaminants as well. Mm. And so it hits different rocks and stuff like that. Um, it's exposed to sunlight, which sunlight can help to release any pathogens and uh, parasites and, and mm. bacteria within the water as well and help to eliminate less of the heavy metals like mercury, cadmium, mm. all those things. Um, yeah, so spring water is pretty damn important. Yeah, spring water is good. So it's like when they say the 
bo the bottled water is spring water. Is it actually spring water? It, it depends. Some 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 brands are not. They they might just brand it in a way where they call it spring spring water, but yeah. it's you know they might it might be distilled water. It might yeah. be reverse osmosis water. So yeah. it's still dead water. Yeah, it's not. There's no life in it. <clears throat> um, you have to you have to understand where you're sourcing your your, your where the spring is first of all, and where you're sourcing your water. So you kind of you want to be in touch with your water and your food, and see and the source of it and where it comes from. So because there is a connection, then we we are connected to our environment, because you know everything is interconnected. Um, so water would be like numero uno, you know. Uh, then, so a quick detox would be a, f a flush of the tissues, can be a liter of water in the morning. You add a bit of Celtic sea salt into, into the water. It helps to add minerals into the water mm -hmm. and helps to amplify and electrify the water as well. Um, and, and so it electrifies the cells within your body. So it kind of sharpens you up your nerves run on different minerals and minerals conduct electricity within our body. So what you do is you leave, to get it ionic, which means bioavailable, you leave your water for 12 hours overnight. And then in the morning you wake it up, you wake up and you just smash the water. A liter of it and a liter of it would be after that, a bit of lemon, it's like an astringent and a bit of cayenne pepper to help to flourish anything that might be, you know, in your stomach. Cayenne pepper has properties of uh, thinning properties like... Um, uh, it thins the blood? It thin yeah, it thins the blood out. Mm. It helps with parasites and stuff like, as well. It helps mm. with bacteria infections within the body. It helps to heat the body up as well. And so those two aspects, what it does is one expands the tissues, the other one contracts the tissues. So when you have both of them, like, like a sponge, you know, you, you put a sponge in water, <coughs> it soaks the water up, then you, you use your hands to squeeze the water back out. That's the process that's going on within us. With? Yeah, with the water with the sea salt and the water with the lemon and the cayenne pepper. That's pretty cool. How much sea salt are we talking per litre? Uh, just a, a little drizzle, like maybe... Like a pinch? Yeah, like a, a pinch. pinch. Okay, yeah. yeah okay, nice. a, a little pinch in water. That's pretty cool. We'll flush everything out and, and you know, our blood, and the womb that we came from is all saline. It's all salty. Our oceans are salty. Salt is necessary for health. The sodium is like a necessary yeah. thing. Yeah, you like the, the rumor is saying like too much sodium gives you a heart attack. Is that, is that true if you have too much or is it just sort of... You, you need to balance it out, you know, yeah. especially when it comes to your food. Don't use too much salt on your food. You know, mm. you want to use pure, pure salt. Himalayan salt is okay, but it's not the best. You want some pure like Icelandic sea salt or some pure Celtic sea salt. Mm. Um, oh, okay, what's the cool. pink salt's not good? Is that is it, is it cheap nowadays? Or um, the the way they mine it is because there's a lot of um, there's a lot of other heavy metals where they mine it from. Really? There could be a lot of iron, there could be a lot of cadmium, there could be a lot of mercury within the, the mines. Yeah. Because right, it's a lot of it, the markings are like pink salt, the best salt, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, now yeah. Now I'm buying pink salt. <laughs> there's no, there's mercury. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Celtic sea salt. Celtic, Celtic sea salt, salt. Yeah, okay. not the grey ones, because the grey indicates that there is a lot of heavy metals in it, and no, the processing okay. of it isn't the best, so you want to go for some white Celtic sea salt, pure sea salt. Mm. Put that little pinch in your water, drink it. 
Right. You're gonna you're gonna feel your brain start to light up. Your thinking gets clearer. Your energy starts to activate. Your brain starts to work properly. Um, it's it's interesting. Just the water. That's pretty cool, man. Yeah. You mentioned before, I think before before the um before the last break was about that breathing. Yeah. And being in fight or flight. So when yeah. you're you're stressed, you can't digest and stuff like this. So yeah. What what are the actual proper techniques for breath work or just breathing in general to make sure we don't to bring ourselves out of that stress state? Yeah. You would just. You would just sit there for literally five minutes right before you start eating your food and what you do is a proper a breathing technique would be keeping your tongue on the roof of your mouth as it acts as an insulator mm. and then you start breathing in from your nose and out from your nose and so what you do is you do not fast breathing not slow breathing but right in the middle so you take one deep breath in you push your diaphragm out which is right over here and then you lock up your perineal muscle right in the bottom where, where your nuts is and where your, your anus is. Like the gooch? The gooch. How do you yeah. squeeze the gooch? You squeeze it and that you, you can feel it. You squeeze it the whole time or just per breath? You, you squeeze it when you're breathing in and you're pushing a diaphragm out. So you're holding in the air. Okay, okay, okay. And it gets the pressure up. And then once you take that breath, you hold it for maybe I would say a second or two seconds. And then when you let go, you slowly let go, and then you let your, your, your stomach hit the back of your spine, and then you let go of the contraction of your perineal muscle. So you suck in the stomach yeah. as you exhale? Yeah. yeah. And, that, and that will start to activate your vagus nerve, which is associated with so many different things um, of healing, of hormonal balance, of um, relaxation within the body, of mm. getting you out of that fight and flight mode and getting you back to a state of ease, not disease. Okay. That's yeah. pretty cool. That's a good, that's that's good technique. I haven't heard yeah. that technique before. Yeah. yeah. It's like the breath of fire, but like a slower A version. slower one. Just, just to mm. get you present, get you calm, get your nerves calm. When you do fast breathing, it can kind of accelerate your, you know, too much of your nerves start to kick in. You can kind of get into more in fight and flight mode when you do yeah. more faster breathing. Isn't that why, like, sorry, uh, isn't that why, like, when, you when you're in, like, a um, fight or flight mode, you breathe faster. So you're like, um, yeah. you know, when you're running, you're trying to get more oxygen and yeah. so you breathe faster. And you notice that you start breathing from your mouth as well, yeah. which is associated with so many different things from face and jaw deformation. Yeah. Um, and also, yeah, running away from, uh, you know, a so-called predator that's trying to chase you. Yeah. So what happens is instead of your blood um, entering your organs and glands where it helps to digest and circulate nutrients around it goes to your extremities which is your hands and your feet oh okay yeah. facts 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 did not know that yeah interesting it's pretty cool and when it comes to a fast and like the, the detoxing itself when it comes to food should we be eating should we be not eating what's like appropriate amount of time to sort of yeah I, I would say you know listen to your body because everyone, you know, understands their own biorhythms. Mm. That's the main thing. You know, you have you have um, you have a system that says eat three meals a day. Yeah. You know, and that's that's cool. But you you, sh you know you try that out. If that's not working for you, then you got to try something else out. And that could be, you know, doing some intermittent fasting or even applying more food into your your lifestyle, depending on your on your biological needs. Mm. Um, yeah, so food food can be, so how I usually do it is from the juices, I would go into a smoothie and the smoothie can consist of like, 
any type of, you know, like fruits, like bananas, blueberries, stuff like that. It could be greens like spinach and kale. Um, it could be the base of it, could be coconut water, could be milk of some sort, could be any nuts, nut, nut and seed milk, or it could be a whole milk from a cow or a goat because um, it has more protein and more fats in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then from, from that smoothie, I would go into a much heavier meal. So it would be, you know, it could be like a rice and some sort of meat or something like that, mm. um, with some vegetables. Later on in the day when I've done some exercise and I'm actually hungry. You know, most people are not hungry, they're thirsty. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. That's, a, that's a very big distinction to like start making within yourself. Yeah. Yeah, sometimes you think that you're hungry, but it's just because you haven't drank enough water. Yeah, yeah. so it's like before you're, you think that you're about to, you think that you're hungry or you're about to eat, maybe drink like half a liter of water and see how you feel. And then, you know, listen to your body. Do you, are you, do you feel hungry or is it emotional hunger? Yeah, because most people eat out of emotion, um, uh, their emotions uh, as a emotional comfort eating. Yeah, 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 comfort food, you know. So, true. so would you say that emotional awareness is also an element of like yeah, eating? Yeah, definitely, definitely. Our emotional state can really dictate our physical state. Yeah, and they're they're very they're very connected. They're very connected. If you're if you're sad and you're depressed and you're anxious and you're you know, you, you start looking for something to, f to feel safe yeah. and, and your, your coping mechanism is food, for example, yeah. then you're going to go for any type of food and you're going to start just shoveling it down your throat. You're not aware of what you're doing. It's, there's, there's so many like... It becomes a drug. Yeah, it becomes yeah. a drug after a while. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that, that mixture of being within that... Um, kind of staying in a state of fight or flight also kind of exacerbate the need to eat more food. Yeah, definitely. And then without you noticing that, hey, I'm actually, I'm actually not even eliminating any of the food. I'm not even hungry in the first place. Yeah. And my, my organs and glands are starving for water and hydration, which is, you know, one of the first elements of like food and, and, mm. and health, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's one of the, that's one of the things that a lot of people kind of push to the side where they they eat you you could eat well but if you're not drinking enough water like you completely neglect the, the water element of it yeah because i find like it's it's a second thought where you tell someone okay you need to drink a liter of water but they're fine eating food but they completely forget about the water yeah, yeah. which is strange and then they drink a lot of coffee and dehydrate themselves even more yeah so they're they're literally running on stress hormones cortisol all types you know <laughs> or just running on quarters or just like it's, it's a it's a pattern that they keep creating for themselves yeah you know and that just creates more disease within when within the the body and and the self yeah um yeah do you kind of feel like um at least i kind of feel like the way um kind of society has been programming people or programming us is to kind of live off that um, fight or flight that's the, those fear hormones cortisol vice versa to make you sicker yeah whereas if it's something like it's you said it beautifully just having water and being aware about your emotional state in the food will make a heck of a lot of a heck of a heck of a difference when it terms to in terms of like preventing disease and stuff like that yeah like cortisol like from my understanding is like one of those uh, very um, important hormones to that kind of uh, make you sick or mm. they 
it'll give you a high chance of getting disease vice yeah. versa because you're running on a stress hormone yeah so pretty much your the, your whole life like a lot of people are not aware about that like their whole life they're running on fight or flight yeah and they don't take a chance to kind of try and see like if they can bring themselves back to balance yeah like but what what point in your life did you get to where you kind of made that distinction where you're like um, I'm living into in fight or flight and I need to bring myself back to balance or it's just something that you've always been aware about um, I, I've had that awareness within me but I would say more uh, more when I was a little bit older so probably around 18 19 is when it kind of kicked in for me where I I was like I wanted to connect with my food more and be more present in the moment and I realized that a lot of my, I mean, I, I would, you know, my, my training background came from like martial arts and playing soccer. Yeah. And so <clears throat> I, I had that instilled within me where <clears throat> whatever move, movements I would do, it would be in a, like a, a, a meditation type of movement. Yeah. So whatever, you know, punches or breathing techniques I would do, it would be, uh, there'd be a lot of like, it would be like meditation for, you know, uh, a present kind of meditation where I'm just like, really connected to the punch that I'm throwing or playing soccer for example and, and looking at the field and seeing how you know the players are moving so I can just pass the ball or, or get the ball to where I needed to go and so it was a lot of self-awareness um, and so one person that actually uh, twisted or put me on a different um, uh, trajectory was Dan the Man? He was some guy on YouTube. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. He he was a guy that just really was into fruits and vegetables and activating the you know the best self, your your highest potential. And so he was talking about um, meditation and how how to be present with your food. And I never thought about it like that. I never thought about just you know being there and smelling your food and and loving your food and and turning it into a ceremony where where it became like a high vibe type of you know uh, five course meal type of thing you know you're really you're really there you're really soaking it all in you you're you're eating all the food and you can feel it run through your body and the elimination of that was like nice and smooth when your poo comes out you know it's not hard it's not really soft it's like smooth it just comes out naturally yeah um, mm. You know, yeah. you know you're performing at your best. Yeah. Everything's working well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. It's a good feeling, man. But uh, uh, sometimes it is, sometimes it's not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it depends on the situation. You, know? yeah. you have some McDonald's from time to time. Uh, you, you have some junk food. You can feel it going to your body. You just you're like, I don't, I don't feel the best. I don't. Yeah. Like I know it's not digesting. I know it's not eliminating properly. I don't. I don't feel energized after the food. You feel dead afterwards. Yeah, sometimes. you feel. Yeah. Like, like, you feel really ugh. And there is a mental aspect to it as well. You know, if you if you look at the food and be like, this is a, a bad food for me, you can you can kind of take on that energy as well. Um, instead of just saying, hey, mm -hmm. I'm thankful for just for this food to just be here, regardless of what it is, though. Yeah. You, know? you just be like, I'm thankful for this and and taking that on. And you can switch up your whole mental state from like a negative emotion to a positive emotion. Yeah. You do actually believe you actually take on the energy of your food. So like, yeah. if you're gonna eat like a cow that's been living in a cage and it's like had a tormented life and we eat that, do we actually feel the emotion of the cow when, uh, when they were alive or is it just some kind of 
bad energy exchange? Like, how, where does that, in your opinion? Well, I, I've 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 thought about this for a, for a while. Yeah. And but I still love chicken nuggets. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if if the if the animal is you know um, not eating. You know what it needs to eat. Uh, you know, in its natural diet, yeah. and it's not exposed to you know sunlight and 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 exercise, and isn't around. You know, their their farmers aren't nice to them, or their farmers are really loving to them. That can really affect the animal and how and the process of 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 the animal dying as well. So if yeah. the if the animal is has been sick and it's been caged his whole life and not exposed to sunlight and is eating a bunch of like pesticide filled grains mm. and then it's it, gonna be sick yeah it's gonna be sick and you take on that energy as well mm. um, I mean you can probably alchemize it when you when you're giving it a bit of love and positive energy and saying thank you to the food instead of just shoving it down your throat straight away mm. um, That's true. There's a good story about this, apparently. Yeah. Here's a story about a monk, right? Yeah. Sorry to cut you off, but I want to tell you the story. Yeah, <laughs> it, it goes into the same sort of trajectory. The monk, and he, was put in, he was put in prison, right? <laughs> Sorry, dude. You, you know when... Um, <laughs> what do you got about? Can I imagine the story? We, we, our, our toes just touched. Sorry, bro. Yeah, that's oh, fine. You're looking at me like... Like we're playing footsies. We're playing footsies, bro. Sorry, bro. No, that's so good. That's so good. Is it Tibet that's in China? Tibet? No, I think Tibet is not in China. Um, Where's where that holy place um, in, in, in China? Where it's, isn't, isn't Tibet in South America? Uh, I think I think it is Tibet actually. Is it? I'm thinking of Machu Picchu, maybe. But yeah, anyway, anyway, there's a, there's sorry, a, there's yeah, a spiritual on. town or community in, in China or just neighboring to China. Yeah. Um, I think it's Tibet, or, and they had like monks there. Um, and I think when China, China was trying to you know take over more of the reins or whatever, and they put this monk in jail, and they were feeding him like all this crappy food and really shitty water and. He was healthy day after day after day, always healthy. Mm. And eventually one of the guards was like, how the hell are you so healthy, man? Like we're giving you the most filthiest water. Yeah. And he's like, before I eat my meal and drink my water, he's like, I sit there and meditate and pray over it for like at least an hour. And that sort of purifies it. Mm. And then, then, he, then he eats it. Mm. And that's how he stayed, that's how he survived um, prison. Yeah. Oh wow, that's powerful. Yeah, yeah. it is pretty powerful. Yeah. So you just reminded me of that. Yeah, that's all, man. because okay. we, we, we need to stay centered through, you know, like when you have times of like not having food around or not, not, not being exposed to water, like our ancestors were, like they had to go and look for, you know, look for things and, and hunt and do all these different things. Like that would have to be in a, in a, in a meditative state or in a, in a state of just like, hey, I, I don't need to go outside of myself right now and know that everything sustains me from inside. Um, and not being in that uh, fight and flight mode where they're like they're scared of they're scared for their life and they're trying to look for food and um, mm. so that that would be a good practice for you to center yourself and know that hey the food is here and I don't know if you noticed like some people you know they're really really hungry and they just go and they're like oh I can't wait to eat I can't wait to eat you know yeah. and they just without even thinking they just stuck just shoving the food down their mouth and they can't stop eating because they're, they're so hungry but That's me. If, if you can <laughs> if you can stop me as well you know I, uh, from time to time I, I would go through that same phase where I'm just like I'm not present with my food I'm just like I just want to shove it down so I can satiate this hunger within me yeah um, 
instead of just being like hey like let me just sit here the food is here it's fine i don't need to go i don't need to you know jump out of myself right now just to just eat this food the food is here no one's gonna steal it yeah, yeah. no one's gonna yeah. steal it i'm relaxed i'm calm and then i then i consume the food after you know mm. maybe give it give it some thanks as well like you should be grateful for your food mm. um because sometimes we can take those little simple things in life for you know uh take it for take it for uh there's a word that I'm looking for. For granted? For granted, yeah. Is that, sorry man, does that, does that come down to like religion? You know, people say like they do grace, they pray before, before dinner. Do you reckon this is where some of the rituals or some of the creeds come from? A true spiritual practice, but yeah. it's just been repeated over and over again. Lost okay. the real meaning? Yeah, yeah, fair. yeah, possibly, oh, yeah, possibly, yeah. So what are the, for you, like are you, um, when it comes to religion, when it comes to God, when it comes to these things, what's your sort of stance on this? This whole thing, this this dance that we we do. Um, I mean, I, I grew up in a Muslim household, yeah. yeah. So I I got instilled within me the you know the teachings of uh, the Quran, which yeah. is our Bible. And my mom and dad they weren't too religious, but they had religious parents. Yeah. And so everything gets passed down. And so they you know what what they thought was right, and how what their beliefs were in life. They, they instilled it into their children. Obviously, you're gonna do that because you're doing it out of love. Yeah. Um, but for me, I, I, I remember going, uh, going to like, uh, when I was a child, like uh, sitting with my mom and we would just start praying. We'll recite the Quran, uh, which was in Arabic. And um, I would go to schools where, you know, uh, as like a 10, 11 year old, start to learn and recite you know different things in the in the quran and but i always had an inquisitive mind as well and i questioned everything even at a young age um i was always asking like hey like you know who is god where is god um and where do we go after we die and i was always like inquisitive in that manner mm -hmm. you weren't satisfied with the, the textbook i wasn't satisfied with the textbook and and mm. I, I didn't understand the textbook as well because yeah. the the way it was written was, you know, it was it was back 1,400 years ago, uh, as they say, um, and so my Arabic wasn't that good mm. for me to. I could recite things, I could memorize things, but I didn't understand the true meaning of you know the substance of what they were trying to say. Uh, okay, yeah. fair, yeah. fair, 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 fair enough. Yeah. I suppose it's been lost through translation and stuff like that. Yeah. You really got to nitpick it, man. Like sometimes when I was like reading the Bible and some guy gives me an interpretation of it, I'm like, how the hell did you get that? Mm. You know what I mean? I didn't get anything. Yeah. You know, I was getting frustrated. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what the hell, man? Yeah. But um, it was a good quote you told me, man, when your, your dad was talking about the prophets. Um, and he was saying, these are the prophets. Yeah. There are no more prophets. There are no more prophets. And that's it. Yeah. Right. I was probably 12 when I said, why are, why are, you know, why is Prophet Muhammad the only prophet? You know, why, why is, you know, these so-called people that uh, are prophets where they can, they're messengers of God, where they can, you know, get things from the spiritual world or downloads energetically through their, you know, through their souls mm -hmm. and then express it into the physical. Yeah. Like why? Why are these only people? Why are these people? The only uh, people. Yeah, the holy yeah. people, and yeah. they have access to it. And it's some, and it causes separation. It causes uh, a, like, you know, uh, uh, idolism as well, where you just look at these people in awe, where you like these are the only people, and then we are just all peasants, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know what you mean. It's kind of degrading. 
Yeah. You think of it, it's like, oh, these are the prophets, but you're not a prophet, yeah. and you never be a prophet, yeah. but these are the holy people. Yeah. And like, I think there's no exception, man. And my question was to my dad, I'm like, aren't we all children of God? Mm. Aren't we all, um, then we all have gifts to share, then we all have access to the divine? Mm. And, and so he, <laughs> he, he thought about it and I, I could see him thinking about it but he he went back to his automatic place and it was mm. no this is how it is and this is how it's gonna be you know yeah, yeah and but I never I never gave into it I never identified with it and I never believed in it as well yeah and I, I knew there was deeper deeper layers of of truth you know mm. and deeper realities going on so that was my quest like since 10 or 11 or 12, just thinking about different things and questioning everything and uh, spending time in silence and solitude for me to connect and contemplate on things. Yeah, man, that's, that's, that's beautiful. Man. That's very, like, um, that's deep. That's far, man. Like, at the age of 12, 10, you're having those kind of critical, like, analyses on yourself. Like, yeah. Or the doctrines that are being taught upon you. Yeah. Like, it's not a, it's not an easy journey, like, especially if that's what your parents or that's what your like grandparents have kind of like tried to instill on you. Yeah, mm. and there's a lot of ridicule that can come from you know the 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 religious communities because of that. Yeah, you know where they're like, hey, if you don't follow this, you're just um, you know you're what we call is haram. Yeah, 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 yeah <laughs> you know, yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, it's haram. It's like you know you, you don't know what you're talking about. They 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 just they shun you off straight away instead yeah. of just being like, hey, like. Let me actually listen to this guy and see what he's talking about. Yeah. And, you know, let me think about it as well instead of just following something. Like, they just mm -hmm. become followers of, of, you know, the messiahs, the followers yeah. of the prophets. Yeah. That's true. But not even the real essence of the prophet. You're following, like, something that's, that's well, 1,400 years old that's been yeah. translated, mis in translated again, written by somebody else. Yeah. And then turned into sort of a doctrine yeah. where I believe that if you look at Christianity, Christianity, religion in, in general, and then you look at spirituality. A lot of, there's a lot of spiritual authors and writers and that sort of stuff that um, come out with books and different things like Conversation with God by uh, Neil Donald Walsh or something like that. But spirituality of yesterday is now religion of today, where it becomes, mm. as you said, it can become idolized, it becomes stale and dead, and we follow those manuscripts, but we don't actually seek it within ourselves. Yeah. Whether that's by design or whether that's just the way it goes over time. Yeah. But I think um, seeing people like you from a young age really with an inquiring mind, it's like, they're the prophets of tomorrow. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Those who question, those who seek, mm. are the prophets of tomorrow. Yeah. And, and because we're living in the modern times right now as well. Mm. And so we need, to, uh, we need to transform and also to evolve as well. Yeah. Evolve in, in, in the way of just like, okay, yeah, we, we, we get this textbook now. So now can we take it further? Yeah. You know, can we take it? Or is this textbook lim limiting us right now? to our unlimited potential that we have within ourselves. That's true. That's, That's true. beautiful. We're going to end it there. We're going to pause it for the... It's going to run out of time, but that was the best ending I've ever seen. Yeah. Well done. That was <laughs> I feel more comfortable now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Once you get... Once you like get... That's kind of where it starts from. Like, looking for love from them. Yeah. You know? And instead of saying, hey, like, I am enough. You know, I, I am enough. I'm, I'm enough to express myself. Why do I need this and this and this? You well, know, what were you saying about validation again? A validation of like, you know, your society, uh, your parents, um, schools, um, institutions, all types of things. Looking for validation, you're just really looking for love, you yeah. know, instead of loving yourself. And 
um, then connecting with yourself and freely expressing yourself, you know, regardless of the limitations of what they put on you or your perceived yeah, limitations yeah, of what yeah, they put on you. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know? Which is crazy. Which becomes a control system then. And, uh, is this about religion or schools or just in general? Just, just in, in general, general, general yeah. yeah, in general mm. of just accessing yourself and, and expressing yourself in that manner where you're not, um, you're not putting your validation into, into things, you know, looking, looking for validation as well or looking for um, like support systems where I'm like, oh, should I say this, shouldn't I say this? Or, but what do you think about it, you know? Yeah. yeah. Well, what are some of the limitations that you feel have been put onto you that you're, you've overcome, that you're overcoming now? Well, the main ones. yeah. Well, well, you have to you have to um, you have to reach a certain stage in your life, um, or you have to you know get some some you know medals under your belt yeah. for you to for you to be uh, um, credible. a credible credible yeah person yeah, yeah. in society. Yeah, you know, yeah. instead of just being like, hey, you're enough where you are right now, and that's and that's beautiful. That's a beautiful mm. place to be. Instead of just being like, I need to reach this place, I need to reach this place, I need to yeah. hit this mark or hit this mark or, you know, and, and it, you're always chasing the dog's tail. Then, yeah, yeah. You know, you're in a loop then, you're in a loop of just constant struggle and constant suffering. You're suffering, mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. That's true. I think suffering is a good one, but the hardest thing I find at the moment, obviously when, you, when you're talking and doing podcasts and mm. putting yourself out there, sort of like, oh, um, where's your PhD? Yeah, talking about food, you're talking about vaccines, you're talking about all this stuff. Like, where where did you go to college? I'm like, I didn't realize I needed a freaking doctorate to have an opinion. opinion. Yeah. yeah, I didn't realize I needed a PhD to read a freaking reviewed article or yeah. a scholar scholar article. Like, yeah, it's, it, it's crazy. It, it's cre like, it creates yeah. lack within the person. It creates mm. a lot of uh, insecurity within the person as well, and it creates like uh, a high expect expectation that they have to meet as well, where yeah. they're constantly mm. striving for more, striving for more, striving for more, as we do in society these days. Yeah, yeah. You know, but what are we striving for, really? Like, what, what Heart is attack it? Heart Yeah. <laughs> 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 well, honestly, man, like, it's yeah. crazy. Yeah, it's true, it's true, though. Instead yeah. of just being here and being like, hey, I'm, I'm alive. Like, pff, that's first and foremost. And mm. I'm, a, I'm a divine being. I, I, I don't choose to label myself as this or that or that. I'm just a divine being. That's, you know, mm. that's what I choose to let, label myself yeah. as, you know, true, instead man. of categorize myself into this or that or this or that or this, you know, which which can limit limit you limit you as as a as a, a being you know mm. a being there's no limitations on being a being you know it's, yeah. it's unlimited it's infinite mm. um, people people mind. forget about the being part and they just look at the human part or they become human doings instead of human beings, beings. Oh, yeah. yeah that's powerful yeah, mm. Mm. yeah. human doings yeah. human doings yeah yeah <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Sorry, sorry. Yeah. yeah i'm cutting it off again no, no, it's <laughs> so well, what i found well, the big one was like i went to this um a friend of mine, um, Rebecca, used to work with her. She does hypnotherapy now. Yeah. Which is pretty cool where they put you under hypnosis and they sort of like reprogram your mind sort of thing. And I was sort of t talking to her about my life. Saying, oh, look, sometimes when I go to work, I have like this persona that I put on, you know? Or I have, um, I have a Brett at work, a Brett at home, Brett with my friends, Brett with my family, all these different Bretts, you know? And she's like, well, there's no different Bretts. There's only just different masks that we wear. Mm. It's like, just take the mask off. You know what I mean? And ever since then, or even before then, I've been trying to integrate my life in such a way where I don't have to go to work and put on a facade or put on an act. I can just live my life like this being seamlessly, you know? Mm. And um, it's very hard to achieve because you realize it's 
so many different layers to the ego and the yeah. persona and like yeah. you know people pleasing tendencies and like you know all this stuff looking for validation as you said so yeah it'll just yeah figure, figure that out man yeah but. well we're like growing, growing up in that household where you know we had to respect the older people that came before us yeah which is important you know but if they don't respect you back and they're talking mm. a bunch of bullshit then you know you, then you start to think and and be like hey this person actually doesn't give a fuck about me right now yeah you know <laughs> and why am i giving so much respect and and also um being really serious about you know what this person thinks about me in and that's that's where you you lose yourself because you're giving you know you're giving so much of yourself to everything outside of you this people this school this society and you know they're not reciprocating it back to you as well um, mm, that's, yeah. pa that's painful there, yeah. that, that suffering in itself. Mm. And become, then that becomes your, your adulthood yeah. as well, where you're just constantly looking for love or you're looking for, you know, a validation from, mm. from anything in your life, you know, and try to, it's, it becomes like a, a dopamine hit then, Bro, yeah. you know, a dopamine yeah. hit, yeah. That becomes like, like, like a slave system. So like, I, I figured out this thing where it's like, if you grew up in an unstable household with emotionally unstable sort of parents, mm. um, you learn to become a servant to their ego. So you, you don't do this, you don't say that because you don't want to tick them off. Yeah. And the same thing with your teachers because sometimes teachers are pretty temperamental. So you tiptoe around them and don't trigger them. And then the same thing with your boss. Mm. You spend your whole life sort of just like catering to other people's egos. Yeah. Where you just don't know who you are anymore. Yeah. Or you're just pissed off. Yeah. Someone cut you off in traffic and you could flip the car. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? And you're not standing yeah. on your own yeah. too yeah. because you realize like ha these people will come and go. But then you're left by yourself then. Then mm. what are you going to do? Mm. And there's no one around you then. You know? And so then then that becomes like a process of and like you get a toxic partner yeah that little little feeling oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> 100%. <laughs> but even a toxic partner can can um can reflect back something within you that's toxic mm -hmm. as well that's, yeah. that's even scary thought yeah, yeah. so most yeah. of the time when you when you're looking for seeking for a partner you're seeking for something that you lacked in your childhood yeah or it's a reflection of something that you lacked in your childhood that you're looking to fill mm. until you're aware about that or until you reflect upon that most of the mm. time you're just seeking someone to fill that void yeah and most of the time like if you don't realize or you don't realize how your parents impacted you mm. let's say if you're a masculine presence and you're looking for um you're looking for a feminine energy yeah. mm. if your if your relationship with your mother was not satisfactory you're gonna you're gonna s s seek um a partner who's gonna try and fill that void mm. could be absolutely could be um negative could be positive yeah but at the yeah. end of the day most of the pr problems that you're having in a relationship is fundamentally under the basis of the relationship that you had with your mother or your father. A hundred percent. Your roots. You yeah. Know, if your, your roots, roots are not stable, like the, the, the foundation of the pyramid, yeah. the pyramid's gonna start to be shaky when you grow older and everything will start to crumble. Yeah. But that's also a beautiful thing as well. Because we don't lose in life. We're, we're just winners, yeah. you know, <laughs> in the sense of... We're just winners. We're just winners, yeah. <laughs> we're, just, we're, we're winners, man. <laughs> in, in the sense of, like, it's, it's showing you something. Life is showing you something where you need to create stability back into your life and safety and a foundation. If your foundation is, is rocky until you hit the age of 23, 24 or something like that, then and uh, something presents itself where you just feel like you're lost and you're, 
you know, you don't feel secure within yourself, you feel very insecure, mm. and you don't feel safe within yourself, then, you know, life will show you that. And then what you do is, you know, you focus on the solution. You, you're aware of the problem, now you focus on the solution. And mm. it's a, you know, it's always showing you something where you can always transform yourself. Okay, that's true. I love what you said about you know, 24 when you hit a certain point where you feel unstable within yourself. Mm. This took me back to when I started my first business and I was like, I was going downhill fast. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, holy shit, man. Like all these expenses, all these bills, and then like the stress hits you. I'm like, fuck. I have anxiety. Like, yeah. I'm the man I thought I was. You <laughs> yeah. know what I mean? Like, and I just went through a slump, man. Like, stopped gymming. Like, had to like change my career. Like, all this shit. I'm just like, what the f You'd think you just have bad luck. And I realized mm. I don't have bad luck. I'm just a shit person. <laughs> you know what I mean? There's something, there's something in me, like a wound that I haven't fixed and I'm trying to solve it by career, with money, with businesses, yeah. with status, with identity, with all these different things, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, it's a scary thought when you, when you realize that, when you look at yourself for, for what it is that you are and say, I'm an unhealed man. Yeah, you know? and you've been programmed that way as well. Yeah. You know, from your upbringing, you've been programmed. So then until you, then it all, this all comes back to self-awareness as well mm. and you know like eating the food like we were talking about before yeah. it's the same thing self-awareness of you know what you're doing in your life and how you're acting and and what you're feeling and what you're thinking um and just really sitting there and and, and contemplating that and being like okay and like is this what i want or do i do i am i looking for something else you know mm. am i looking for love here or am i looking for you know, uh, a rabbit hole that I'm just chasing, 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 and mm. filling a void within myself, as you said as well before. Yeah. yeah. You keep asking yourself why. Like, why, yeah, why, 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 why? And that why would just keep perpetuating yeah. the, the otherwise, you know? I remember when I was a kid, I used to do it to my mom all the time, like, why? Yeah. Why? Why? She's like, just shut up! Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, just snap, like, like, ask your father. <laughs> but that why is also very important. If you don't ask that why, you're never gonna. Yeah. Your brain is never gonna seek for an, never gonna seek an answer. Yeah. Some people just never ask for that why. Yeah. Like if you never mm. ask for that why, you're you're pretty much not reflecting because yeah. if you're yeah. when you ask for that That's why, true. if you ask it um, in a positive way, most of the time your brain was gonna go through whatever it needs to go through mm. to give you that answer mm. and once it gives you that answer you're like oh okay so that's why yeah all right okay yeah. now how do i find this solution mm. but can you lie to yourself though you know because i've tried <laughs> <laughs> so if someone's an answer comes up you're like oh, i don't know this. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you said a pre like there was a time where i was like um so when i was going through uh, a lot of a lot of business dealings right mm. yeah i always found it better to, to work in business with a group but always a group would like Something would, would happen, man. You get triggered by this person or that person. Yeah. It was like a freaking unstable marriage. Yeah. You know, yeah. you're, like, you're tied to this motherfucker now. You know what I mean? Or a group of motherfuckers. <laughs> and you're one of them, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and, um, oh, yeah. So sort of, I was like, why do I keep doing this? And then, like, it's like, well, it's easier. Like, there's more money in the table. It's not I wasn't looking at the essence. It's like, well, because I'm afraid to do it alone. I'm afraid mm. to fail alone. I'm afraid to have no one to blame. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that was terrifying. I was like, yeah. fuck. It's scary, it's a scary you know, yeah. feeling. And it's like, is that true though? I'm like, and the ego comes in like, no, that's not true. Like, mm. <laughs> you're not afraid, like. And it's like this little item going on, I'm like, dude, just admit it, man. You just gotta, you gotta go solo for a while. Yeah. You know I mean, you gotta fix this shit, otherwise it's gonna keep reflecting in your relationships and your, in your business dealings and everything else. Yeah. So yeah. When, you, when, you, when that light, uh, that light, that internal flame lits up within you and you get that aha moment and the light bulb kind of, you know, that aha light bulb moment, yeah. then you're like, okay, well, I'm aware of this now. And I, then I realize, wow, my parents, um, you know, they, f for me, for example, my parents were not in, 
um, in like they, they didn't they didn't feel safe when they came to Australia and they gave birth to me. Yeah. So I kind of I I was I, I got brought up in that manner where you know let's just uh, so kind of expand that a little bit. Why do you think they weren't feeling safe when you were in the future? Back in well my like I have a Afghan background, so mm -hmm. when they when they were. F uh, they were living in Afghanistan when the war was happening with the Russian Soviets invading. Yeah, they, that's when they came to Australia. So, so they, Russia invaded uh, Afghanistan. Afghanistan in the if it was the eighties. Uh, I would say yeah, eighties. Was America in there as well, or just Russia at this stage? Um, yeah, pro probably America involved in as well. But I, I, I'm, I think it was purely Russia. Wow, I think like Russia got in. America's like no. Like, Mark, that, that's yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. And they were in there in the 90s, you know? <laughs> I feel like everything happens within the womb. You know, yeah. if, if your mother um, is stressed and, you know, not feeling safe and not feeling secure and is in fight and flight mode, then, and you're in the womb of, of you know, of your mother, then you're, you, it's going to get transferred into, into you, into the child itself. Yeah, that's why and, it's like you can't smoke or drink when you have a kid because it goes through their body as well right that's true yeah if you drink alcohol yeah exactly mm. smoking it's the same thing with stress yeah stress as well it gets oh, transferred wow. down in through an emotional and an emotional state because it's like ancestral trauma yeah yeah, yeah. emotions energy in motion that's what it is mm. Mm. yeah so they, they fled afghanistan yeah so they fled afghanistan they came to australia and and then they gave birth to me and my younger brother but my older brother he was in he got he got birth in iran oh wow so he you know, he's so really stressed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he he got the brunt of it. I feel like the the yeah. the first you know child that comes out gets the brunt of you know most of the the trauma or mm. you know the the, discipline. Yeah, discipline. they're like the trial baby. You're like this is our first born child. Like, <laughs> yeah, he's not going out at nine nine p.m. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the yeah, last yeah, kid can just like yeah. do whatever he wants. They're just yeah. like fuck it. Like, yeah. They've given up by then. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, the, I'm the youngest of four, so like, I know that story. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Someone's yeah. like, Brett can do this, Brett can do that, Brett can do all these things. I'm like, you're yeah. fucking 40 now, shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> you know <what> I mean? like, <laughs> 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 this is my time. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's your experiment. Like, like for example, let's, let's use this analogy of like creating your first business. Yeah. You know, you don't know what the fuck you're doing, you know? It's, it's a, a whole new venture. You might have some, you know, you might have some knowledge or experience beforehand or you might get some help or you might go to a school but mm. um, when you're coming out with a new business venture it's like wow like I'm um, you know I need to I need to make sure that you know everything runs perfectly like you you there's a lot of stress and worry behind it as well um, you know whether, whether you hit your KPIs and whether you make enough revenue and you know your outgoings and all that stuff so mm. that first child you know in that analogy will you know, it's like it's like the experiment. You know, it's like yeah. you know, what what can we do? Like, what should we do? Like, I don't know what to do. You know, it's mm. um, it becomes like a, a just a learning process of you know connecting with the child and and doing doing the best that you can do. And I I knew that they did the best that they could do. And so, you know, there there is you know there is no blame there. It's just taking accountability and responsibility for ourselves so we can transform our states and and also their states as well. Right yeah. on, man. Yeah. Have you, um, so when you say you can transform your state and their state, have you ever shared this, any of this with, uh, with your parents? Or yeah, yeah, yeah. I, had to, I had to express, you know, what I was feeling and what I was thinking and, um, yeah, just, just like uh, seeing, you know, the, the behavioral patterns that was going on and also, you know, uh, just 
you know, here and there in the household, what was going on in the household, whether there was, you know, little love or, um, you know, there was a lot of pain, there was a lot of anger, you know, whatever was going on and get to, getting to the roots of it. That was one thing that I, you know, when the light bulb hit my head around 18 was like, you need to get to the source of everything, the roots of everything, and then you can change the pattern. Mm. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. How was that experience like you experiencing, expressing your feelings to your parents? Um, it was, I was nervous. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was so nervous because um, I didn't know how to express myself in, in that manner, in a, in a, in a, being a man, in a loving, in a loving, kind type of way, yeah. instead of, um, you know, projecting anger onto them, yeah. and blame and resentment, yeah. you know, um, that which was already within me and within them as well. So, you know, we're just two mirrors of the, you know, the same, just two mirrors reflecting each other's pain onto each other. Yeah. Um, That's true. Yeah. yeah. The Buddha says, like, you think you're enlightened, go spend a week with your family. Yeah. You know, that's yeah. all the triggers are, right? Yeah, your source of your triggers. Yeah. yeah. I get that too. If I go see my parents, you know, if, for, if you get triggered by little things, then you realize, like, fuck, that, that's actually within me. Like, yeah, yeah that's me too. You're like, God damn it. <laughs> a lot of work to do. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's hard fair. to actually talk about it with, because when I'm with, like, especially with my dad or my stepdad. Yeah. Or even, actually, more so, more so the dads. It's easier to talk with my mom, but mm. dad's a little bit harder because it's almost like whenever you're with them, it's like a reflection of, have you heard the saying that, um, I'm not who I think I am. I'm not who you think I am. I am who I think you think I am. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Mm. So like I'm projected into this state of being as in I think he's looking at me like I'm a little kid. So I feel mm. like a little kid because I think that's what he thinks about me. Mm. So I become that child self when I'm with them, even though I'm like almost 30. Yeah. yeah, but yeah. I, gotta, I really got to be aware. I'm like, hey, step out of this, man. You're not a fucking baby anymore. Like mm. you can talk about this sort of stuff, mm. you know, but breaking that mold of that perception, which is just my perception onto him mm. is tough. Yeah, it's very, it is, it is. I remember standing up to my stepdad because he's like really, really, you know, strict fundamentalist Christian. And I, I'm Christian too, but I'm also quite spiritual as well. So mm. I have my own interpretation of, of things. Yeah. And when I sort of confront him about that, those topics, my heart rate spikes, you mm. know what I mean? It's like, this is, this is, he's very dominating, you know, ex-military. And I'm just like, like I'm, saying, I'm saying my opinion. And he's sort of like <laughs> fighting back. And then like, I don't want to, I don't want to get angry as well. And like get into a, a match like, no. Why, 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 why? I know Jesus. <laughs> yeah. why, why does that happen? Do you feel like you you lack you, you lack some sort of knowledge or you lack some sort of experience because he's more of a, a elder or authority I, figure? I, I think it's more so. Yes, I could be a lot more articulate in in actually bringing in true facts to the table, mm. like you know names, dates, and that sort of stuff. Yeah. But also the pattern. Because all my life it would have been him winning the conversation. Yeah. Now I have to win the conversation. I don't have to win the conversation. I need to have the conversation and speak yeah. my truth. A lot yeah. of the times I would just turn my truth off and not say anything because it's easier that way because mm. it's getting, it's, I'm going to lose anyway. There's no yeah. way, you can't win. Mm. Um, so you already had that belief system within yourself yeah. when you were expressing yourself. So that's what you have to, I have to rewrite when mm. I'm doing it. But yeah. it, it triggers anxiety pretty heavy, man. I got like a red face. And like, mm. <laughs> it's just, it trips me up. I remember yeah. reading somewhere, triggers are your teachers. You yeah. know, and so triggers uh, they come up for a reason, and it's just guiding you. It's a it's a guide, and it teaches you um, aspects of your your shadow self. You yeah, know, where yeah. you need to shine light on. Yeah, yeah, that's very true. I agree with that on the basis that like um, um, sometimes when 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 you're just living, there's moments where something just triggers you inside, and you just want to rage. Like you're mm -hmm. just your your heart rate is up. You're like there's there's a whole bunch of adrenaline. I go and you're like all right. 
I'm gonna clip this dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's weird yeah. why why anger is the first response. Then, yeah. You know, it's like has this anger ha, has this been like um, a dormant anger that's been within within me, and w- why why wouldn't you get triggered by love or something like that? You know, why wouldn't love be the the first trigger or something? You know, why why would it be anger? anger. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which is I, which, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, which is very interesting. I think there's a, there's a moment. I think a couple of weeks ago, I think this was the moment that I realized that. Um, um, it was a realization moment because I've been living with my parents now that my my father was a lot more stoic than I always gave him credit for, credit for mm. and he had a lot more emotional control than I ever gave him credit for. Mm. Because there's something that happened, I think. Um, I think my brother was in the shower and he, we were waiting outside for like 20, 30 minutes and I was calling him, calling him. And at that moment, I was like ticked, like I was I was pissed off. and. <laughs> And my father was just waiting there. He was just just on the phone, chill. Um, picks up the phone, like calls him. He picks up, he's like, "Hey man, we're outside. We're waiting. We've been waiting 30 minutes. Can you open the door?" Smiles, opens the door. He's chilled the whole time. Mm. And meanwhile, I'm sitting there. Take his belt off. Like, you go and get it. <laughs> but yeah, meanwhile, like at that moment, I was very frustrated, and uh, there was a lot of just emotional turmoil within me at that moment. Mm-hmm. And I asked myself, why? What's the difference between like it was a massive difference between the way he he reacted and the way I reacted, and mm-hmm. it made me question something within myself. Right. I was like, all right, so what what am I missing? Like, why why did that in, incite so much emotion out of me? Mm-hmm. And um, that, was, that was a very like the gave, made me res- respect my dad a lot more. However, it also gave me a different sense of awareness. And I feel like if a lot of people, when they're in that moment, instead of like reacting straight away mm. within the, with that impulse of anger, yeah. just take a deep breath, just breathe, yeah. and ask yourself why. Yeah. Like, why well, am I? Well, sorry, man. What, what, what triggered you precisely? Waiting, waiting outside in the cold for thirty minutes, man. Was it mm. was it the cold or was it the time? What was really the precise? I thing think you, you know, like it was you, when you've been, you've been out throughout the whole day. You've been you've been working, blah blah blah. And you're just you're just looking forward to go to going home. You know, you just want to chill. You know, the expectation. You, yeah, the expectation, or you don't. You're not. Your the expectation that you've gone home. The you're gonna get into the house straight away, and you're yeah. gonna be in your, yeah. your yeah. your you're gonna jump straight into your relaxed state, mm. your state of peace mm. at that moment. Mm. And getting there, having to wait thirty minutes yeah. for for no reason. To to me, it was no reason. Um, it was, it was your little brother too, right? Yeah, yeah, it was, it was my little brother too. Punk ass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't, get me, don't get me wrong, it's probably like You're something. Months. <laughs> <laughs> it's a G, but like, there's, yeah, there's no reason for me to like be that emotionally like um, frustrated at yeah. that moment. Mm-hmm. But then I was just like, holy crap, okay, maybe there's there's what what is there in me that I need to work through? Mm. Whereas like, dad was just super chill, like. Yeah. Just super chill, like like even I I thought he, I was expecting him to be more but um, angry about this than I was. Do you want to know a secret? What? I find that you're actually your like self, your inner state can actually change depending who you're with, right? Yeah. So it's, it's always a duality that plays. Let's let's say if your dad was fucking losing it, he was yeah. like this piece of shit. I'm gonna beat his ass. Yeah. You'd, you'd be the one like, just, hey, just stay calm, like, chill out, it's all good. Mm, yeah. That's you know so what I mean? true. So it, that's, that's what would happen, because you would come like, oh, I gotta bring this guy back down. Yeah. But if he was really chill and calm, then naturally you'd be like, this motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, it, yeah. It's the way to do it. Like, if, you, if you're with someone, right, who you know is fucking crazy and like looping, right, and they're going yeah. through a bad time, you loop it harder than him, mm. and he'll try and calm you down. 
That's a psychology trick. Mm. This, this works. I, I've tried. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've met up with my friends sometimes. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, go play. <laughs> do some research. <laughs> but it legitimately works. Though. Like, oh, yeah, oh party, right? this guy. He was really drunk, and he always likes to fight. Yeah. I'm like, this guy's gonna fight this guy. I just knew it. You know what I mean? So I picked the fight. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I was like losing it. And then he was like trying to hold me back. And I'm like, yeah, it's cool. It's cool. It's cool. Let's get out of here. And I walk out. But look, that was my whole plan because I knew this guy to fly out the handle. And he's yeah. bigger than me, stronger than me. I'm like, I can't stop him. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I'm going to be the guy that he stops. Mm. And thank God it worked. Because if not, we would have been in some shit trouble, man. <laughs> you both beat him up? Like, <laughs> Well, and I just, you know, I had that thought of um, the Taoism of uh, yin and the yang, yeah. you know, of like one being soft, one being hard, you know, one being, uh, you know, one yielding and, and one enforcing, mm. you know, and um, the one, you know, you, just, could, you could come in with that, just with that energy, you know, yeah. and he's really, he's really just like, I'm, I'm relaxed, I'm calm, you yeah, know. Yeah, very chilled yeah. yeah so yeah. it kind of it cancels each other out yeah i yeah. guess that's the whole masculine feminine energy i guess you that's true yeah. yeah yeah and and going back to expectations as well um expectations what do you what do you, what do you feel like uh you know can affect your life like how can how, how can expectations affect your life like in a positive or negative manner you know, um, expecting something from your life or from a moment, you know, in your life, then, then that expectation is not meet or, or, or you right. know, yeah, 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 met, and then, and then your reality uh, shudders, and instead of, instead of um, not expecting anything, and then rolling up to where you're gonna roll up to and seeing life as it is, do you reckon expectations can trump your how your outlook on reality is? Oh yeah, 100%. Yeah. Mm. 100%. I think it gets worse as you get older, man. It's very hard not to have expectations. Mm. You've done things before. Uh, it's like going, going home to your house. Like you've gone yeah. home a million times, you come in and open the door. Like, yeah. Yeah, of course yeah, you're going to expect. Yeah. Mm. But I, I think that it gets in the way of like um, education and yeah. teaching and learning, especially when it comes to sort of um, spirituality or religion or anything that's sort of mm. a little bit bigger than normal, like philosophy. Yeah. Your expectations can actually ruin it. Yeah. Because what, what you think you know holds you back from what the reality really is, mm. that and sense. that can distort your reality. Then, one hundred percent. Yeah, distortion happens. Mm. Mm. But going back to the mirror analogy, your your mirror um, is is smudgy, and you're mm. not seeing life as it is, and it's just very clouded. Then, um, that's one thing. You know, I had I had high expectations of myself, and you know, and also uh, high expectations of what I thought my parents wanted me to, you know, that they instilled in, in me, which I was a perceived uh, expectation as well. Mm. Um, and that can create a lot of, um, a lot of just high standards for yourself and you know, constantly striving, going back to constantly striving again, because mm. you're not meeting that expectation and reality can, can shift in a, in a, in a way where it's like, you feel you feel distorted, and you're just like, oh, it's not how reality is. Once that once that expectation gets broken down, mm. then then depression, all those things can occur as well after that. But it can also be a beautiful thing where you just you realize, wow, I'm actually seeing life as it is instead of you know creating something within my mind to project out onto life. Um, mm. And yeah, the best thing is not to think at all. Yeah, <laughs> that's or, a hard thing, man. Or expect nothing and experience yeah. everything. Dude, I was listening to Alan Watts the other day, right? He's talking about this technique they used to do. I think some of the yogis, they would do like a vow of, a vow. Is it a vow or a vow? Yeah. A vow. Vow, vow. Yeah. Vow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a vow of silence, right? Um, where they wouldn't speak for a whole month. And he's like, 
the strange thing happened then when they when they entered that that state of being mm. is where they um they would still think but not with words mm. like no auditory <laughs> right, we're on starts <laughs> beatboxing yeah. <laughs> the full show is just starts beatboxing he, um, Brent actually taught me how to beatbox oh really yeah can, back, can you beatbox King Kong in the jungle can I beatbox yeah can I beatbox <laughs> he, he, he told bro me I'm Brent. offshore champion he, 2004 baby dude the primary in, school in, in what universe is this this one. Primary school, man. <laughs> primary school. He, yeah, primary he, school. He, he fucking killed it. Oh, really? There was a, a guy that we looked up to as well, Danny. I, and I was like, damn, that's Daniel Speciali. In Street Beast WA. Street Beast WA. He was a crazy beatboxer. And he still oh, a, really? a lion roar. He could, he could do an actual lion roar that came, came out of his mouth. He was the only guy who could beat me in the whole school. Oh, yeah. really? I was number two. <laughs> and number three fucking hated me. He was stronger than me as well. Yeah. yeah. So he used to get angry if I beat was better than him. And Bryce. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and all I could do Dude, was that's like, crazy. Uh, with that song came out, yeah? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Usher? Yeah. And I was like, that's all I, that's all I could do. And then Brad just took it to other levels, oh, man. man. I can't do that song, but I can do like some random shit. Yeah. Give me a little taste. <laughs> Oh wow, damn, okay. Oh, I did not expect that. Yeah. I did not expect that. Wow. That's what I'm gonna did redo, man. So I can I can beatbox, so like you know the lips where you like I just do that and the did redo. Yeah. It's it's perfect. Damn. Oh, damn. It's the same, uh, right? I, I, I'll be respect, straight up. Bro, respect. Straight up and honest. <laughs> I was fucking jealous of this guy when he could um Still in the mouth, baby. Yeah, when he could do it, <laughs> he could spit like that, Still man. Still in the lips. You know, he would do it with such confidence, and I just, f- I felt like shit. I'm like, man, I'm, I'm bro, I you're, you're, you're pretty good, man. Yeah, well, but then I, I kept on working. I kept on working on it. I still can't do what he can do. I still can't do what he can do. I don't know, I'm yeah. a freak. <laughs> you can't do what you can do with, it, with your mouth, eh? <laughs> bro, like, <laughs> the bitches love me, man. <laughs> it's, it's tongue placement. It's tongue placement. Yeah, I've got an abnormally long tongue as well, man. I'm like Gene Simmons. <laughs> oh, true. Yeah. <laughs> One of those things, man. I should have been in the circus, bro. Yeah. Oh, really? I, I can touch my nose with my tongue. You do that? No. You do that? No. Oh, dear fat. Wow, okay, man. Okay, That's like dislocating your jaw. Hey, man, it's a gift. <laughs> <laughs> it's a gift, man. It's a gift. He gets right to the G spot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but hey man, it's just uh, yeah, men. What are you lacking here, man? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, but um, what, what I was saying before, right? With the monks with the vow of silence. Yeah. They got a vow of silence for a month, and they're no, they're long, no longer. Fuck, I'm sucking my words now. <clears throat> la la la. <laughs> <laughs> I probably give my, my flow back, but um, they don't they don't talk at all for a month. Mm. But what happens is they don't think in words anymore, so they're no longer labeling things in their mind. And they, their senses enhance. Mm. All their fights. They see things differently. Mm. They um they think at a deeper level, without obviously the the inner dialogue. You know. Yeah. Which is good, but the bad side is right. They lose a bit of discretion, but they sort of become so in flow with what's happening around them that it just join and molds their environment. So like, if they're having a um a party, they make it they might absorb <laughs> the energy of the party, so so to speak. Or if they're in a riot, they'll join the riot. Mm. They have less um, discernment. With certain things, mm. so it kind of links where uh, Rene Descartes is like, I think, therefore I am. Yeah. yeah. So thinking is a high level of consciousness, which separates us from the animal. But not thinking is also a good place to be, but it's obviously a balance between the two. Yeah. Oh, you don't okay, want to be completely yeah. like primal. Mm. <laughs> you want to have a bit of a bit of thought there as well. But 
that's why meditation is so important because it gives you the balance because obviously we're thinking all day every day yeah I, I, I would I, I would switch that around and say I am before I think that's true but oh, okay fair what about a rock it is. It is. It is. You know, yeah. thoughts come from mm. your 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 truth of your nature, yeah. of your of your being, of your of your your soul. You yeah. know, I am. Therefore, I think. I think. Bro, you just. When I dig out, then again, you got three hundred years on the man. Yeah, <laughs> but that's pretty good, dude. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I like that. I would yeah. say that because thought comes after the first knowing. The first knowing is who you who you are, mm. and and mm. yeah, that. Bro, that's fucking good. That's man. beautiful. Yeah. We've got a few different quotes from Spruce Hatters here tonight, yeah, man. Yeah. So this wow, is going to be in came, a book. They, they just came through to me. <laughs> hey, you're an open channel, man. Yeah. <laughs> you're a prophet of the, of the, of the father, man. Uh, I, I, I am the father of one. <laughs> I, I, don't, I, don't see, I, don't, I don't see myself as that. Yeah, that's true. I, 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 I see everyone as that, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No separation. There's yeah. no separation. Yeah. Wow, oh, that's beautiful. When, do, when did you begin your um, um, learning journey? Were you started to venture into like different spiritualities yeah. um when when my mom she passed away from cancer sorry to hear that word. yeah yeah that was uh back in when i was 18 or yeah. 17 and a half back in mm. high school um well my f my first one was i remember i remember being really really young actually and i and i went to a funeral i was probably like seven or eight and i i just I remember just wit just being there, just witnessing, you know, people crying, people wearing black, and everyone just mourning around the grave, you know. And I had I had zero emotions within me. I, I just I didn't know what was going on. I just mm. had to witness everything for yeah. for what it was. And you think that's a a good thing or a bad thing or just a no thing? I, I didn't know what was happening. I just didn't mm. know. I didn't I didn't understand. I didn't understand why these people were crying. I didn't understand what was going on. I was I was really young at the, at the, at, at that stage, um, and I had no perspective on it. I just you know I was just simply there. I was just simply there with nothing, no emotions. No, there's no perspective on on, on death. On or death. What it meant. Yeah, what it meant. Did, I, it, did it shock you? Within like this person's dead, like you know. I I just it, it didn't make any sense to me. Mm. Um, it didn't make any sense what death was, you yeah. know. And then later on, when my grandma she passed away when I was 15. Um, that's when it kind of, you know, it, it hit a little bit, it hit a little bit home. And, uh, but it, it didn't fully take over me. Mm. Um, but I knew that, you know, you know, I was close to my grandma and yeah, it was just like, it was just like more of like figuring out what's going on here. What am I feeling right now? Like, and really, yeah, just, I, I felt, yeah, I felt a little bit of sadness pop up mm. as well. And then. And then, you know, that, that was probably my first, like, intermediate death for my family, which really kind of hit home. When, when my mom passed away, though, that, because I saw everything leading up to that point, mm. and that just hit, like, nothing else hit. And that really took me down that path of questioning everything, you know, everything. Um, yeah, it was just like seeing the pain, seeing the, the suffering that people were just, you know, going through. Seeing my mum suffering at the time as well. And, you know, not, not being able to do anything about it was, was really uh, destructive. I felt, I felt, like, I felt less, less of a man because I couldn't help. You know, I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't be there and I couldn't, I couldn't do something to, f to find a solution for it. You know, I could, it was just like, I, I felt like, 
yeah, I felt like just really powerless at the time. I felt powerless, mm. yeah. And a bunch of emotions running through me as well. Um, so, you know, w when my mom, she passed, then I went into, you know, I went into just being, I, I really, being by myself. I had family around me, but I still felt alone, even with family around me. Mm. Um, because there was part of me that just felt like, you know, it was really empty, like really, really empty. And I didn't know what, you know, that's when I started questioning life. I didn't know what this life was. I was like, mm. man, this is crazy. Like, you know, when you think hard enough, it becomes like a trip. It's like, whoa. Yeah. Yeah. It was just like, it was, it was like, it was a reality shadow. Like it was mm. a completely, yeah, it was like everything got broken down. Everything like, I felt like I was like in a fairy tale land as well before then, you know, mm. like I, I wasn't, I didn't really, I don't know, maybe I didn't understand what life was or I was living in just like a happy land like and then yeah. when that thing happened then it was like oh, okay this is some let me show you some real shit now and, yeah. and that's what happened and that that you know as 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 really as painful and fucked up as it was um it really sh it really took me down a path of like self-actualization and and looking into different spiritualities as well and also being by myself a lot and connecting with myself and being in silence and solitude. Um, uh, the, the, the Islam religion, you know, it, it wasn't enough for me. I, I had to strive for something more. Like there was, there was something within me that just was like, there was curiosity and also desperation involved where it was like, oh, I, I, the, this is not what's going on right now. Like it was hard for me to accept yeah. Um, and I also wanted to find out, like, wow, like, what, what, hap what is death? You know, and it was, a, it was, a, it was, a, it was like a confrontation of death. Like, what is death? And you know, you know, people talk about, um, you know, like once you die, you die, and that's it. You know, and there's nothing. There's nothing mm -hmm. after that. And I, I couldn't accept that. I just couldn't accept like. You know, you go to the ground and that's it, you're finished. You know, it didn't make any sense to me. So what I had to do was look, I started just to look into, I expanded, I broke out of that, you know, I broke out of that kind of being in that, in, in the religion of, of Islam and, and looking into it. I looked into it more actually then. Then I looked into Christianity, I looked into Buddhism, and then I looked into, uh, you know, esotericism. Um, things like uh, Osho and, and uh, Muji, mm -hmm. and um, uh, that that actually when I when I when I uh, found Muji, um, he was like a, it was a, it was like a mystic in um, in India. Um, he, I think he was originally from like London. He had like Caribbean background or Jamaican background, and um, you know the word the words that he was saying just really resonated with me at the time. And he was just like, and that's when I got into meditation. Um, and this was probably around 2011, 2012, mm. um, which was, you know, the, one of the grand awakenings. Um, and back, back then, I, 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 would, I spent probably a whole year, you know, isolating myself, uh, being in my room and meditating. That's, that's all I did. I was fasting a lot. I was meditating a lot. And I was just, you know, I was, I was just being with the emotions and feelings and the, and the reality that it presented itself at the time mm. and 
you know during during that whole process I remember you know watching all these videos and you know and him talking about different spiritualities and 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 you know him talking about there's an unlimited infinite potential within you and um, that you know what has been has always been that the spirit is infinite the energy is infinite and it doesn't you know it doesn't just die you know that this this vessel this body isn't just a body or a vessel it's there's a, a spirit behind it there's a soul behind it you know and and that's what you truly are the body comes and goes and decays um, but the soul it lives forever and it, and it always has been um, but it can transform and it can transmute you know um, into different places like water for example and I remember having uh, I remember sitting down and and I was I remember looking into um, enlightenment at the time and you know uh, I was like I want to find enlightenment I want to seek enlightenment mm. and um, he was saying that you are already enlightened you don't once you seek it and you you start to you know you know, search for something, you're already chasing the dog's tail then. So the validation loop all over again. Yeah, back yeah. again, back again, back, yeah, back, back again. again. Like yeah. Yeah. yeah, back again, like validation, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so I remember, I remember just one moment, you know, I was sitting in my room and I turned my phone off. I just sat there and probably like an hour into meditation is when I had this, this rush of energy run through me. And it was like, it was like, I had nothing in my mind. It felt like, it felt like, uh, I felt, it felt like the space that we are in right now. I was, I was not separated from that space at all. The divine union, right? Yeah. Wow. And and it was really just profound. And then um, I had this voice. I don't know if it was an internal voice or a voice from somewhere else. I'm not too sure what it was, but it yeah. said. Um, and I, I remember like uh, it was a it was a, a seeking that I had a, it came from a place of pain it was like I, I was seeking truth I was seeking um, understanding of this world and who, of who I am and what what it said to me was you know everything is interconnected and if you if you want to heal yourself look into look into nature and you know, fast forwarding it to, to this moment right now, I, uh, what I feel like it was saying to me was look into the nature of yourself, you know, mm. what you are and, and who you are and who you have always been. And oh, wow, yeah. yeah. Okay. That's true, man. I was thinking of like nature and like trees. Like, yeah, yeah that's, that's, that's what I, maybe that's both. What I like, yeah. That's what I was thinking about at the, t at the time. I was like, maybe mm. like, like the, you know, how, how, you know, in the story of Buddha, how he goes into nature and he sits under the Buddha tree mm. and um, he becomes enlightened then because he was seeking the same thing. He was seeking, you know, he was seeking enlightenment and he was seeking the sufferings, how, how we could, uh, you know, why do people suffer and, you know, the sufferings of the world mm. and until he realized that everything that he was looking for was already within himself. And, um, that's when that realization kind of kicked in and I was like, whoa, like it just, yeah, it was beautiful moment. It was a beautiful, yeah, it was a really, moment, yeah, yeah, very beautiful, like, and it came from a place of darkness. <clears throat> Amen. The old yeah. saying, like in suffering, the soul comes into its own. Yeah. You truly awaken to that occasion. Yeah. It's not the only way to, obviously, to awaken, but it's obviously a path well trodden on, yeah. on this planet, mm. you know, just given the, 
circumstances. Yeah, 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 yeah. And sometimes you need, like, you know, sometimes you ask, like, oh, why, why is this happening? Or, you know, why is God doing this to me? Or, you know, why am I being punished? You know, you have all these thoughts going on in your mind. But sometimes you need, you know, and as, as fucked up as it sounds, you need something to really shatter your entire reality. You know, break your whole entire reality for you to to hit rock bottom or for you to, to start questioning or inquiring within yourself mm. and, and then for that realization to emerge. Um, yeah. So do you kind of think that like you'll never, I'm not going to say never, but part of walking to the path of enlightenment or in order for you to see light, you must experience the dark? Yes. Yeah, the wholeness of, of, mm. of yeah, the wholeness of everything and to, to become integrated. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes you need to go through, you know, the the shadow to to see the light again, or like analogy of like going through the tunnel to yeah. to come out and see the light again, and um, that's yeah, that's pretty much what happened. Yeah, yeah. you got like yeah. two analogies. Like when I was like Carl Jung, he said, "No tree can reach to heaven unless its roots reach down to hell." Yeah. Mm. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. I always think of um, because I was talking to some, I don't know who it was, we were talking about an arrow like being pulled back. Mm. And it's pulled back, it's getting pulled back into darkness and pulled back into darkness. So it's like the seed of a plant mm. where growth is done in darkness and then boom, yeah, you go off into the light. But yeah, it's almost like the fall of man, like Adam and Eve, you know, with the apple and, the, and they fell into darkness or like the fall of man. Like it's a path that all human beings trod. Like if you think about a soul, all eternal, we could be in the spirit realms or in light or with God or whatever, mm. putting down to earth, like, well, we're physical, we're on the earth, we're vulnerable. Like mm. we can get hurt, we can do all these things. But when you realize the true divinity, like you, you rise beyond that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you truly become one with God or a son of God, as Jesus yeah. would say. Which we all have the, um, the capacity of doing. Yeah. But on earth, unfortunately, we're, there's some darkness there, you know? Yeah. And, and you know, when, when someone leaves this planet, you know, that, you know some, sometimes you just, you just be wondering why this person has left and then you're, you're, there's a lot of mourning, like obviously that's going to occur, and then there's a lot of suffering that's involved with that as well. And you're always in like, just like why this pain that keeps popping up over and over again, and it's like you know, uh, in your in your just in a stress mode, in just like in depression mode of this person leaving. But you know what really hit home for me was um, uh, that I knew that she wasn't in pain anymore. And so that gave me a lot of peace. Mm. And so then I was, I, f I felt more at peace knowing that she wasn't in pain anymore. And so instead of just being like, oh, why did you leave? Or, you know, like, why did this happen? Or, you know, mm. really looking at the negatives of everything, I just, I had to switch it up and be like, you know what? Like, she's not, at she's not in pain anymore. Like, and that makes my soul um, calm and relaxed as well. Mm. Yeah. yeah. You know what they do say, like in the, in the spirit kingdoms, obviously, they actually celebrate when someone dies on the earth. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's a good occasion for them, like they're coming back into themselves. Because yeah. you know, the human body is very limiting. Mm. For a soul to encompass the human body, it has to like right. limit itself. It has to limit itself within the bounds of a human body, but the yeah. spirit is actually free. Like we can move at the speed of thought and do all these amazing things. Yeah. So it's obviously a, a good thing. And she, she very may well have agreed to be a catalyst for your, your awakening, mm. you know, before this life began. That's mm. a possibility. Mm. And it, it yeah. did lead to your awakening. And obviously, um, the, the, 
nothing changes but the nature of your relationship. Mm. You still have one with her today, and I'm sure that you've obviously spoken with her or you felt her presence and that, yeah. that sort of thing. You know that they're still there. Yeah. The nature and the dynamic of that relationship changes. Yeah, I know there's deeper layers as well. Yeah. And there's been some some experiences where I'm just like, well, like what's going on, you know? Yeah. And I, I haven't been able to pinpoint it, but uh, my heart, it not my mind, but my heart tells me like there's there there is there is something deeper here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you, when you're saying that um, that she might have agreed to um, be part of your awakening, this is um, mm. that, that's right. very interesting yeah. what you said. So yeah. do, are you uh, therefore inferring that you could they, they would have possibly made like soul contracts prior to them, prior to us coming to Earth? Mm. You know, I, I think so. Definitely. I, I think. Look, this is pretty a bit out there for most people, but I think that <laughs> this planet at the moment is like pretty low when it comes to spiritual evolution. Mm. Probably one of the lowest in the universe, I would say. Precisely second from the bottom. What do you, what, what's the bottom? The bottom, I don't know what the bottom is, but we're <laughs> second from the bottom. Right? <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this, is, this, is, this is what I've been told, you know? But um, we're the most advanced technologically. So our intellect is way up here, but our spirituality is way down here. Mm. So we've got to have a lot of, um, a lot of power, but no love, mm. no wisdom, a lot of knowledge, but no wisdom. It's mm. a complete imbalance. Like mm. If you look at a nu nuclear bomb, like we created a nuclear bomb, that can destroy the whole entire planet and possibly other neighboring planets because, you know, quantum entanglement, that sort of thing. But um, we can't feed all of our people. And we can destroy the planet, but we can't feed it. Mm. That's a huge imbalance, you know? So people have been coming down to the Earth who are maybe do, through past lives or through a chosen mission, so to speak, who have to do certain work here to raise the vibration of the Earth and spread awareness and spread love and really try and fix that imbalance to bring Mother Earth back to the, the harmonic place it needs to be. And sometimes we need to make agreements that can be painful um, and, and suffer for it, but that's a part of the sacrifice that we, we've chosen to, to ascend this planet. Yeah. You know, we've, got, we've got a lot of work to do down here. Yeah. Quite serious work because we're creating a huge imbalance, not only for us, but for the, the ethereal realms and for mm -hmm. the spirit kingdoms. Because imagine how many people die here on Earth with zero spiritual acumen, mm -hmm. zero spiritual knowledge. They need that knowledge to live their lives in the, in the spirit world. When yeah. they have none of that, yeah. they get a create schools and different infrastructures to educate these people that we should be educating. So mm. we're making their work, their life harder. So now they're coming back saying, hey man, clean up your mess. Mm. But <laughs> that's, that's true. You know? yeah. yeah. It's a bit woo-woo, but um, I mean, if you think on a grander scale, that like, if everyone who's ever lived and died, where are they? Mm. Like, is, that, is that it? Are we just yeah. a cosmic accident? Like, exactly. There's no such thing as an accident. Yeah. There's no such thing as a coincidence. Um, and here we are. Mm. Yeah, yeah, fair, yeah. Fair, fair, fair. yeah, and and I don't think people contemplate death. You know, they they mm. they they're going through their lives like, like they're never gonna die. Like they're like you know like their physical body isn't gonna die. Mm. You know, like um, they're not gonna age. You know, that's um, true, man. And and once they get confronted by the idea of death, is when they start questioning everything. You know, mm -hmm. they start doing. They start. You know, some guy at sixty could start driving. You know. Um, sports cars. Yeah, sports cars and yeah, stuff just yeah. to make up for the get time. Get a new girlfriend. That, yeah, yeah, get a new girlfriend for the times that they've lost when they were when they were young and they were chasing, mm -hmm. you know, whatever they were chasing. Chasing tail, baby. Yeah. That comes back to the shadow aspects of ourselves yeah. and, um, you know, shining the light on, um, on the shadow aspects of mm -hmm. ourselves and being like, hey, like, one day I'm going to go as well. You know, you know, one day, you know, and everyone's going to go. Then you have that realization that everyone's going to go on this planet, you know, and um, it can become really confronting and 
and also liberating as well at the same time. Mm. Yeah, because it, you you have a choice of you know you can you can just be succumb succumb by it, or you can be like, hey, there's actually damn, I'm gonna die one day, so I'm gonna look into deeper layers of you know mm. what what's going on here, who I am, what this world is, and you know the concept of God as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think that's what you We'll add on to that. So we're back. We're back on. <laughs> And we're live. So, so we're, we're talking about death. Yeah, yeah. Um, I guess the. Oh, I think you were saying that death is a part of life. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah that's, so you, sorry, cannot be separated. Yeah. Yeah. So you, you, when you, when you experience death, where you have that um, realization that death is is inevitable, you get the confronting moment where you're like, all right, so death is going to happen whether you like it or not. You can either accept it or you could fear it. Yeah. Okay. If you live your life in fear of death, you're you're not going to live your life to the to the highest potential mm. because you're always going to be you're always going to be living in fear. Yeah, scarcity. Mm. Scarcity. You're yeah. always going to be in a scarcity mindset. Yeah. Whereas if you're living in your life in acceptance, freedom, peace, you've made peace with the with that element of life because it's the yin and the yang, the mm. duality of existence, right? So you've got yeah. that life and death. Mm. You're gonna you're gonna embrace life just as much as you embrace death because mm. they both exist within each other, right? Yeah. Yeah. So would you say that kind of you pretty much just said that that realizing that your mom was no longer in pain, that it gave you a sense of peace. Yeah. So was that would you say that that was probably like the main element that brought you into enlightenment? Yeah, it was well, it was more of the fact that she passed away. Okay. Um and the pain leading up to that that really made me look inside of myself um, and, and, and the guide was, you know, Muji and Osho that, you know, um, and also religious texts as well that I, I looked into before that. Yeah. But it made me look into like who I am and, 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 and really start self-inquiring, you know, um, yeah. Um, and yeah. What, yeah. I, what I wanted to say, man, the glasses. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us about the glasses. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like it, man. It feels yeah. like a James Bond yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe a James Bond villain vibe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's off topic. Yeah, yeah. but. <laughs> it pulls out that little gun. We're going on James Bond because me and my little brother used to dress up as James Bond. And yeah. James Bond was one of my, you know, one of my idols, one of the people that mm. I was like, man, this guy's entertaining. And he's mm. just like, he, he's like living this. Uh, kind of hero's journey type of thing where he's just like taking down the bad guy getting the girl that he wants and you know mm. driving these sick ass cars as well like that I, I love James Bond growing it's up the corporate dream yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I make bank and I'm a badass yeah. <laughs> so I used to wear a suit put my glasses on and I you know uh, I had the mask of like of being like a, a spy. I love being a spy. Mm. Just like having the gun, pretending I was James Bond and then start to, you know, just, it was all play, but yeah. you know, but I, I thought I was James Bond at one point. So that's, yeah. like, that's where the glasses came from, James Bond? Uh, no, that's, that's when you said James Bond just oh, before, yeah, but yeah. the oh, glasses okay. came from, um, it came from uh, this guy called, um, Bark, uh, uh, Barkley, I forgot his first name. I think it was Dan Barkley. Dan Barkley, yeah. Yeah, uh, the idea, or not the idea, but um, how 
how we're meant to live in a rhythm of the sun and the moon, mm. um, living in harmony with nature. Um, you know, living in a modern world right now, uh, there's light exposure everywhere. And um, mm. they're saying that too much light exposure, like blue lights, for example, um, and phones and laptops and all that stuff can actually um, wreck your, your circadian rhythm, which is like your, your sleep and wake cycle. Mm. Um, and uh, also, um, it, it has so many different effects of like uh, melatonin production, um, your sleep getting wacky and all over yeah. the place, uh, your hormones not regulating properly. Um, so, you know, I was, I was kind of, uh, you know, I remember like uh, Dan the man kind of put me on this, you know, going back yeah. to the juices. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he, was, he was a guy that was out in immersed to nature, feet in the ground, feet in the soil, him connecting with this food, mm -hmm. him having fresh organic food everywhere um, and, and living in a more uh, uh, in harmony with nature more. Yeah. Um, uh, being immersed to the, the sun and being immersed to the moon as well, not mm. being indoors all the time. Um, I'm an outdoor person, I've always been an outdoor person yeah. um, growing up and just like climbing trees for example or you know being outside, I love, I love being around trees, I love being outside, I love um, mm. all the flowers and you know all the different colors and everything else. Uh, so you're trying to be as close to nature as you can? Yeah and I you know um, looking into uh, the Aborigines um, from you know f from Australia. That's where we're from, yeah. um, and and seeing how they you know how they lived and you know mm. why you know why they were why they were thriving so much. Um, there was this book um, uh, I forgot the name. It was um, it, it it was this guy from um, like England or London or something, and he went around all these different tribes back in like the seventies or. Yeah, like mm. the 70s or 60s or something like that. And he found all these different tribes and he, he realized like, you know, which ones were thriving and which ones weren't thriving. Mm. Um, and, you know, he, he looked into our physical and, uh, f uh, f physical and mental generation. I think that, that was a book. Yeah. What were the distinctions between um, the ones that were and weren't? Uh, you know, he, he would look at, um, the, the Western society, for example, they were eating, you know, a lot of sugar and they were eating um, uh, just a lot of manufactured processed stuff, yeah. you know, and they weren't, they, they were always living indoors and um, they weren't, they weren't connected to nature as, mm -hmm. you know, for example, the Aborigines were. The Aborigines, they, you know, they had, uh, they had, they were, they were eating, you know, animals that they were hunting, mm. they were looking for wild fruits and, and vegetables and... Um, so no pesticides. Yeah, nothing. Yeah. They, would, they, you know, they, had to, they had to walk and you know, they were doing exercise, they were immersed in the sun and the moon, they were, mm. um, uh, they were connected with the land much more, so there was a, a deeper, a, a deeper uh, reverence for everything um, compared to the Western society where they, they weren't that connected with their food. Um, and and it, it could show on you know he was a dentist the guy was a dentist so he would look at their teeth and their molars and stuff and the structure of their teeth and their jaw development were they good it was it was all it was dysfunctional it, it was functional or dysfunctional 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 the Aborigines no the the Western the society Westerners. yeah oh, and the Aborigines weren't the Aborigines were strong and 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 really? functional yeah no, no toothpaste no toothbrush no no yeah none of that what they used to take care of their teeth um. 
I mean, the foods that we're eating had a lot of minerals in it. So the, the minerals, oh, minerals, yeah, wow. was okay. working into their bones and the, so their, no Colgate. The, their jaw structure. No, no, <laughs> none of that Colgate no stuff. Fluoride. I mean, yeah, some, crazy. some, uh, crazy, yeah. yeah, there was that, uh, we, in our, in our country, we, we have something called miswak, uh, which is, uh, from Afghanistan where it was like, uh, they use, uh, branches of trees yeah. and they cut, um, they cut it and they start because um, it has antibacterial and antifungal and antiseptic okay. properties that would rub it on their teeth yeah. and that would be a, a form of like you know preventing gingivitis and preventing um, uh, just any type of um, you know bone diseases and, and, and teeth and mouth diseases. Oh That's wow! Crazy. Yeah. Crazy. I think the Westerners would be better with their teeth cured like modern medicine and toothpaste and all the dental care stuff, but yeah. Yeah, Obviously my, not, man. Yeah. yeah, my grandma actually is something Complex. similar. Now that I think about oh, it. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Just, uh, it was a, I think it was a root or a bark. Mm. She used to buy, and she used to um, rub it on her teeth. Yeah, I remember yeah. using that as well. Yeah. Um, I, I used it for a, a time period when yeah. I was like trying to switch over from um, the conditioning that I, I grew up in as well, and being in a Western country. Yeah. And then I started to look into uh, the opposite of that and seeing how the the Eastern, you know, or how the tribes were. Um, how they were conducting their, their health and how their health was. And I'm like, why are these people so strong? Why are these people um, happy and functional? And, you know, they're not, they're not de degenerating. Um, this is something you'd never learn in school, eh? Yeah. You always think of like, um, from my education, what I was led to believe is that like, oh, it was quite primitive. Mm. You know what I mean? Like the primitive indigenous, like the Westerners had, we had um, technology, innovation, all these things like yeah. civilized, civilized. But obviously, it's not true at all. Mm. Like we're we're sicker, and that we actually hold cures back. Mm. Like we should, we got to bring this, this yeah. back, man. Yeah, yeah. Then, medicine, yeah. yeah. Medicine is one of those things that's kind of, it's really weird, in terms of like when it comes to like puncture wounds. If you're in a car accident or anything like that, surgery, surgery, Perfect. surgery is amazing. It's phenomenal. Like they, you can mm. you can if they if back in the day they went through something that's physiologically traumatic as that, mm. they wouldn't survive. Mm. 100%. The chances of them surviving, and if they broke a leg back in the day, yeah. if, um, the chances of them surviving something like that would be very, very low. Mm. Versus now, like if you, if you break your leg right now, we'll call an ambulance, you'll be in hospital surgery, bang, 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 you'll yeah. be out mm. in a couple yeah. of weeks. And you have a bunch of meds pumped yeah. in you as well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Basically, that's the thing. That's, that's yeah. why it's a little bit like um, contradictory. So whereas they will punch you, they'll pump, uh, pump you with all these meds. Mm. Would, who's to say that they're, if it, unless it's like antibiotics, right? Yeah. We know antibiotics yeah. are incredibly beneficial, yeah. like revolutionary. Yeah, 100%. But like some of the drugs that the pharmaceutical drugs that they give you, they're not necessarily that good for you. They're mm. not necessarily mm. going to heal you. Mm. Well, I'm not even a fan of the antibiotics, to be honest. At, at oh, some really? I think, well, like, I'm a fan. I think they're being overused, though. Yes, like, yeah. 100%. Giving yeah. it like MMs, yeah. you know? Yeah. And it's creating super viruses, super bugs, but the bugs learn to adapt over them. Mm. You know what I mean? So they get a stronger antibiotics and that yeah. sort of stuff. That's but, um, that it kills you good and bad, bad bacteria. Yeah, it kills, well, it it kills like, everything. There are natural it? antibiotics like the garlic and honey and yeah, the, the oregano. parsley, oregano. Yeah, yeah. yeah. you know a few. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know? yeah I, I feel like um, you know the, the medical pharmaceutical industries have adopted. Um, their ideas from nature already. Yeah, yeah. Mm. You know, so we need to go back to the source, as I was saying. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's so funny how every like when I'm speaking to you, man, having like the revelations, bro. Like you're just like your your main message is that everything's interconnected, mm. and then you're going through all these different aspects like mental health, nutrition, like pharma, and you're like, yeah, and you're just like going through these dots and connecting it all. It's yeah. Just, like, 
He's right. Yeah, yeah, everything, yeah. Everything's connected, bro. Yeah. You're the connector, dude. <laughs> <laughs> well, everything is connected. That's when I had that revelation yeah, when it came true, through yeah. me. Was everything is interconnected, and uh, that's when I was like, wow, like you know, there's a lot of um, there's a lot of information that um, mm. I want to apply to myself. So you know, I, I had to become my own scientist, and and not you know, when when I saw that the medical industry failed my mum, you know, mm. I, it, it put me into a way of thinking like. I can't give my power to these, you know, authority figures right now, yeah, you yeah, know, and, and, yeah, and, and that's, that's powerful, yeah, yeah and trust powerful. them as well. I, I need to take it into my own hands mm, and mm. and know that hey, I'm in control of uh, um, my health, yeah, and yeah, yeah, my function, and so you know that that comes down to not being a sheep, not not following the herd, mm. and and also doing your research and applying the research on yeah. yourself, so you know that okay, this works, this 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 doesn't yeah. work. Yeah, you know, a lot of things didn't work. A lot a lot of things worked though. Yeah, mm. um, but where's your PhD? <laughs> no PhD, but direct experience. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah. that's brilliant. That's brilliant. Yeah. I think there, there, was a, there was something that I was watching recently in regards to tooth um, dental. Uh, in regards to like when they when you're when a tooth is rotting in your in your mouth, mm. usually if you have a, like a rotting piece of flesh, like right, you what well, your first inti- instinct is to take it out mm. because it's rotting, right? Yeah. Whereas in the dent- um, dental industry, they're gonna fill it. So they're gonna fill that rotting tooth and they're gonna leave it in your mouth. Mm. Not only do they fill it, they actually drill they drill out and remove all the decay, yeah, make yeah. the hole even bigger. Yeah. And then they plug it. I got plugged when I was like twelve with a mercury filling. Yeah. yeah. I got the thing removed and they put like a ceramic one in there. Mm. But the other one has like a cavity too and they're like, I wanna get this one done as well. Yeah. But the problem is this cavity one is no pain, there's no problem, there's no, nothing. Yeah. yeah. This one with the filling, sometimes when I eat certain foods, it's wow, that fucking hurts. Yeah. Wow, it's really sensitive. Like it's fucked. Yeah. But even this one has a hole in it, there's no pain. I'm like, well, I don't want to do that and have both, both sides, sides missing, yeah. you know Because I'm favoring one side already. Yeah. 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 So I, I, need, I need to heal me through. Yeah, yeah. That's, <laughs> that's, you see, you see, that's the thing. That, that's the mineral. <laughs> yeah, that was the interesting thing. So the, what, they were, what they found is like people, a lot of these people um, were getting sick mm. and they found that like um, they, the, um, they started connecting it to the rotting teeth in their mouth. Mm. Wow. So they were getting chronically sick and they couldn't find that, um, it was just like a, a disease that they could not find how they got because these guys mm. were living a beautiful lifestyle. And yeah. then they took out the tooth and all of a sudden these um, guys again were getting a lot better really quickly. Wow. So and I, to me, I was just like, oh, dude, that's a little bit like, you know, out there. Like you just because we're usually told that, you know, if a tooth is rotting or like a, um, you've got a cavity, you just fill it out. Yeah, exactly. Mm. So this guy, what he, he got punched in the face one day and that tooth broke. Yeah. That was that was decaying and he got really, really, really sick and he was mm. sick for years. He went through doctors and all this stuff to give them um to give to heal him pretty much and they mm. couldn't figure it out. So one day he went to the um, to a dentist and they took it out. All of a sudden this guy gets this guy gets sick. And they started looking at stats between people with like tooth decay and people who were getting like um very serious chronic diseases mm. and they were founding like it's like a ninety ninety percent um it was a ridiculous number. I think it was between 85 and 90% were related with people who had tooth decay wow. in their mouth. Mm. So I was just like, dude, that is ridiculous. Wow. Man. And how much correlation is that with uh, their, um, their upbringing and also nutrition? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Mm. So it's, it, was a, it was a very interesting thing where like you, it brought me to a point where it's like you, you pretty much, you have to trust yourself. Yeah. Like you, you don't necessarily have to rely on like the medical modern medicine like yeah. um, or modern medicine practice or these institutions mm. to kind of tell you that something if you're if you feel like something's wrong in your body you kind of have to trust that yourself yeah mm. but it's i think it's one of those things where you have to 
yeah, you have to trust your own intuition, you have to trust yourself, you have to take other people's advice and the doctors and the institution's advice. Yeah. yeah. But you gotta... I don't, I don't say neglect anything, yeah. like, you know, take on everything, but see what works for you, you see what doesn't work for you. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm against the, the medical or pharmaceutical, pharmaceutical industry, but for me, it just wasn't enough. You know, I, I had to look into other avenues as well, into alternative health. Um, yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I reckon, like, um, a lot of the medicines that we can honestly find would be found from plant medicines. Because mm. that's where a lot of, like, the, um, a lot of medicines, the ones yeah. that um, are generally used are found from plants. Mm. They're, like, it's um, painted. Yeah, yeah, it's painted <laughs> yeah. pretty much, yeah. The fungi system, the, the plant system, and mm. the animal system. Yeah. You know, the three systems that we, we need to look into and, and, and see that they work together and it's a, there's an ecology yeah. there. Mm. But, sorry. I was gonna say, yeah. what, what do you do for your skin, man? I noticed you have really good skin, uh, no wrinkles, you know. What, what's something we can do that's simple, you know? Well, health starts from the inside out mm. first. So it's, it's, it's all about your organs and glands first. You know, making sure that your nutrition is, is fine. And that's, that's, not, that's not simple. Yeah. Continue, sorry, I wanted to throw a joke. A, 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 a simple thing would be, um, you know, don't put any chemicals like, you know, it could be moisturizers that are just filled with, you know, uh, agents that will clog up your skin. Yeah. Um, they say your skin is uh, your largest organ. Um, I read somewhere, and yeah, and, it, and it also. needs to breathe. Yeah. And it needs to mm. breathe because it it absorbs a lot of things, you know, from from our environment, like like pollutants and stuff like that. Yeah. And parasites, like parasites, can come and and, and live on your skin. Really? Yeah. And bacteria and all that and different stuff can live on your skin. So if you don't know how to 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 clean your skin out, um, you, it, there's no uh, resp uh, respiration going on. Yeah. You know. Um, okay. one, one thing would be, I, I learned this from Tyler Tolman, um, he's, a, he's like an alternative health guy, he lives in Bali um, and, he, and he, does, uh, he lives a holistic lifestyle um, yeah. and he talks about, um, you know, uh, going through a cleansing process that can help to, you know, release any toxins or any buildup of, of like undigested fats, proteins and carbs mm. within your system. Yeah. Um, uh, so he would do things like uh, water and juices. Um, he would be immersed into nature more, like sunlight, oh, nice. and getting into yeah. salty water, like you know the beach. Nice. Um, and uh, things like uh, he he has this one skin clen cleansing technique. Uh, mm. It's um, he would use vodka, you know, vodka, vodka because uh, it breaks on it the inside or the outside. <laughs> <laughs> on the outside. Oh, on the outside. Yeah. So he would use vodka and um, because it. You know, vodka was used to treat wounds back in the mm. um, the wars. Yeah. Um, so they would put vo uh, vodka or, or any like uh, uh, methylated spirits. You know, was it just vodka that they put on their skin? Uh, it, I think it might have been methylated spirits. Um, I mean, for the skincare routine. Uh, for the skincare routine would be yeah. He, he would use like triple distilled vodka, like yeah. a purified vodka. Smirnoff. Uh, <laughs> Um, either a baking soda, baking. so bicarb soda, yep. very very cheap ingredients, mm. um, or MSM powder, which is a sulfur-based powder. Can you do all three, or just um, choose two? Out of the I, I would say uh, do vodka. Um, I've been using MSM powder. As, as it's a, mm. uh, I feel like it's a better quality uh, powder to use. Yeah. And then you can add in, um, yeah, that would be the base of it, nice. pretty much. And you mix it together, and then you rub it on your skin, and you use a loofah. 
So mm. loofah, you scrub your whole body with it. Um, there's something called hydrotherapy, which I do in the shower, which is um, you blast the water onto hot, and then you go straight into cold. So the hot, um, it uh, opens up your pores, and the cold closes your pores. So it's mm. like a breathing, as a contraction expansion kind of nice. thing going on within yeah. your skin. Do you do the vodka on the face as well? Yeah, on the face as well. Nice. So I, I wouldn't rub it really hard because, yeah, yeah, yeah. And That's I would, cool. I wouldn't do it all the time. I would do it like two or three times a week when you first start off. Yeah. Um, and then because it does, you know, vodka does, uh, alcohol does dehydrate your skin. Mm. So you would put, um, you know, he would use like a natural oil like coconut oil or mm. olive oil, something, something, uh, a nice natural oil. Then you go out into the sun and you kind of, you, you know, you rub it on your whole body and you soak the sun in for the next five to ten minutes. Um, yeah, and that you, sounds good. And you, when when you're, um, if you're looking for, a, <laughs> if you're looking to get a nice tan, a gradual tan, and not not get burnt in the sun. That is a really good recipe for that. Oh no, I'll take you yeah. up on that one. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> give it a give it a go. I yeah. tried it on myself, and I, I found some really good um, benefits from it. Mm. Yeah, really nice, good benefits. It's oh. yeah. a good recipe. So, where can people find you, Sarush? Where is um, the man to be found? I mean, I've been uh, kind of away from socials for a while. Yeah. Um, just for my own mental health, because mm. um, I realized like sometimes. Um, uh, any type of socials it could be yeah. Facebook, YouTube, or Instagram can can uh, you get so warped into that that reality? Mm. And um, so I took some I took a break, but my my Instagram would be Sarush S O R O U S H ninety two, and you'll find me there. Instagram, yeah, Instagram. Nice, yeah. That would be my main channel. Um, I had a YouTube channel back in 2012 when I was yeah. coming out with um, different breathing techniques and I, I had bad videos from it, yeah. but um, that's been dormant for such a long time. Okay, but it's still there. It's still there yeah. though. Oh, yeah. nice, nice. Well, Instagram's good. Instagram yeah, is, is yeah. yeah, Instagram is a good place to, to mm -hmm. find me if you want to get in contact, if you, if you have any inquiries or anything that you're interested about um, mm -hmm. within this conversation. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Thank you. Well, the other thing I wanted to share before we end is like you, you also mentioned for skin as well, vitamin E. Vitamin E, yeah. It works fucking beautifully, man. Yeah, yeah. that's a good one. Um, I dropped that in there before. before yeah. <laughs> back up soda. Yeah. yeah, vitamin E is a good one. Juices, fresh fruits and vegetables yeah. uh, will we'll start to clean, clean you mm. out as well. You want to clean, you out, clean yourself out from the inside out and yeah. that will show up on your skin. So, you know, anyone with terrible skin, um, there's some sort of... Uh, you know, some something going on inside of them mm. that is is showing up on their skin, okay. and, and that's uh, you know, that's how I that's I don't know that's how I see things. From yeah. the, it happens from the inside out. If your organs and glands are not um, functioning properly and it's um, it's healthy, mm. um, then it's going to show up on your skin. And so, fruits and vegetables, water is a good place to start. Nice. Yeah. Well, through thanks for on the show, yeah. man. We appreciate it, dude. Oh, no worries. Thank you, guys. Yeah, Thank you. This, next time, this has been a really good uh, convo.